Welcome back to Orange You Glad. We watch The OC, a podcast where we watch the only show that we are aware of to combine golf jokes with sick new metal riffs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sarah, and this is Evan. Hi, everybody. Evan has never seen the OC before and is experiencing the joys of the Oliver plotline for the first time. I have seen the OC, and we talk about it. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what happens. How are you doing, Evan? Um, okay, maybe it's a little too close to you. Oh, for- Sorry, now you're peeking a little bit. You're just excited. You're just excited about this fucking Oliver plot line. It's great. Jesus Christ. We love it. Well, first and foremost... Um, I appear to actually have the microphone, the new microphone that Jacob gave me. Um, I have it angled correctly now. Hooray! <laughs> so this audio will hopefully sound better. Uh, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Oh, we have a correction to make before we get into everything. Oh, shit, we do? We do. <clears throat> Cerulean is blue. Mm. We here yep. at Orange, you glad we watched the OC regret the error. <laughs> Was it Mary that told us that Cerulean is blue? Yes. Yes. I do appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna say at this point, the majority of our listenership um, texts us when they are listening <laughs> to the episodes and lets us know what they are thinking in real time. Uh-huh. I like they essentially live tweet our own show back at us. And I really, <laughs> really like that. It makes me feel loved and respected, uh, admired, you know, admired. moderately, you know, um, like a celebrity. It, it really, really all it all all it does for me. Uh, Better than other people, is, I would say. Is it, it's gratifying to know fucking somebody is listening to this. It clears our skin. <laughs> it plants our I don't crops. know about you. You can't see the huge zit that I have on my forehead right now. I cannot. The gym going that we're doing. Woohoo. It's great. <clears throat> okay, let's do the news segment. That's the new segment sound effect. How long effect. does it go on? That's the new segment sound effect. In news. Uh, it's February now. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, did I have a news segment for this time around? I don't know. Um, I have nothing. It's, uh, it's gonna be Valentine's Day. Oh, it snowed. Um, and the railing fell off of the front porch. Of our apartment building. Not like the metaphorical world's front porch, but the also literal kind of the metaphorical fa- world's front porch. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, I got to ride these levels a little bit more. We're pe- we're peaking. Now that I have this thing actually aimed properly. <laughs> oh, shit. Do I have the gain up? Let's all listen to me. No, I don't have the gain up. Let's all listen to me struggle to learn how to use this microphone. I'm peeking. I'm peaky blinders over here. Anyway, um, maybe our landlord will put a railing on the porch because it fell off. Maybe they won't. (laughs) Who fucking knows? They haven't told us. Is that was that news? I guess that's it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, look, it's you know slow slow news week, right? They yeah. can't all be. It can't it can't be the Trump administration every time, can it? Today is Groundhog Day. Con- oh shit! It is Groundhog Day. Continued fuck Bill Murray. Um. Oh, that's right. We talked about uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. A little bit last time. Yeah. Two times ago. Was it? I don't actually mean to encourage you with the news section because none of this is news. So when I got these sodas, <laughs> I was expecting it to taste like, um, like a like a cola, like a cherry cola. Uh-huh. I really like a cherry cola. This is literally just like a Door County cherry juice, but caffeinated with. Is it caffeinated? I hope not. It says it has cane sugar in it. It is seven in the p.m. I got it thinking it was caffeinated, thinking it would help keep me awake because I, you know, I, t- today was a lot of, I'll just, just to say I got my steps in today. Yeah. I was, let's see, when I broke for lunch um, to eat the bean leftovers, which were incredible, by the way. Good job. The bean leftovers. Uh-huh. When you made, was it Pinto? No, no, no. It, it was the, it was the... The bean puree. It, Cheesy beans from Taco Day. I, from Tuesday. Okay. You know what I'm talking yes. about. Yeah. They were delicious. How is this news? We're not in the news segment. <laughs> Where this is are about we? the soda. <laughs> it's tangential. <laughs> Stay with me. When I broke for lunch, uh, I checked in. I sat down and I made an old person noise. You know, I did like, you know, Uh I was like, oh, my, I think I even said something like, oh, my body. And a young person was there, um, a union member who was just doing some homework from college in the office. And uh, um, they were like, you know, busy day. And I was like, let's look at my stupid watch and see how many steps I've gotten. And at around, when did I have lunch? Did I text you when I had lunch? I no. My guess is it was probably like around one o'clock. Uh, I had already gotten ten thousand one hundred and twenty-five steps. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, and that's not even necessarily accurate because you refuse to wear your watch as a watch. I wear it in my pocket, so uh-huh. it does a good job. Anyway, so I got this soda, this handcrafted <laughs> with real ingredients beverage from Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> I got it intentionally. I am struggling to connect. There is a through line if you'll give me a sec. (laughs) I got this delicious beverage thinking that would be caffeinated because I'm very tired Uh from the 10,125 steps at one o'clock. Yeah. Because I printed how many imprints on how, how many hoodies. And I had to fucking wash the goddamn screens in between each thing because it was four fucking colors. Anyway, um... Yeah, no, it doesn't look like it's got potassium. Oh, it's got organic cinnamon, but it has no caffeine. 
So it's not going to help keep me up is what I'm saying. That's but wild. it's really, it tastes like cherries. Like, holy shit. I'm guessing this has actual Door County cherry juice in it. Good. Doesn't necessarily say... Uh, organic tart cherry juice concentrate. My guess is if it was Door County cherries, they would... Say. They would have said. Yeah. yeah no. No, it's just cherries. Okay, hey, Evan. How about we start talking about this show that no one is paying us to talk about, but we do it anyway? The good news is, really quick, just to go back to the soda for real Oh, fast. my God. No, I'll be done in a second, I promise. I'll be done in a second. Um... <laughs> Um, because it's not caffeinated, that means I can have two during the recording. It's totally... That's so exciting. It's, um... I'm so excited for you. No limits. I'm thrilled. You know? Uh... No limits. Nike swoosh. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta ride these levels! Damn! (laughs) Yeah, okay, kick it off, baby. I'm ready. I don't know why you're stalling. (laughs) I am going to pour water over your new microphone. No! No, I'm not going to do that. That would be a terrible thing to do. It's not necessarily new. It's new to me. Okay. All right. Shout out to Wobbly Jacob for donating this here delicious microphone. It is delicious. To the pad. Uh, with the understanding, what did he say? He was like, if I need it back, I'll just let you know. <laughs> so, uh, this is potentially a temporary thing, but while we have it, we're going to make good use of it. We're going to ride the levels. We're going to ride these levels. Yeah. Boy, if this is a, God, if this, le- if this episode's real peaky, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm peaking a lot here. You might have to do some actual editing. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> so, this episode is episode 16. The Links. Of season one of the OC. It is still fucking season one. I do not know how it is only season one. I have told you various times how many episodes are in this season. I feel like there's a million episodes. There are one million. I don't understand. God, do you remember? We were children. We were children when Luke and Ryan were enemies. <laughs> you know? when It was Lu- the Bush administration. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the infancy of our lives. The spring of our age. When Luke and Marissa were dating. Yeah. God. Yeah. Do you remember when Summer hated Seth? Uh Uh-huh. Do you remember when we hated Seth? Uh Uh-huh. We were babes in arms. You guys, we like Seth now. We were 42nd Street. We were the Bob Newhart show. We're sellouts. We like Seth. We're sorry. It's just the thing that... that, And I... Like, we've... Okay, so we've been... Consuming one episode every two weeks. And ostensibly, I love that word so much, in a typical, when the show was airing live, it would be every week, right? It would already have been 16 weeks of this fucking show. We've been doing this for 32 weeks? Is that right? I guess. 
God. Well, I mean, technically, we've only done 16 episodes, but right. yeah, 32. Wow. Yeah. It's been like five years we've been doing this. <laughs> 32 weeks of thinking about these fucking people. <laughs> so, to open the episode. Yeah, I don't remember anything we, about the opening. We open on the male gaze. What? <laughs> Marissa's butt is coming down the stairs. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, sad bachelor pad of sad is what we called it. Is it a two-story apartment? I don't fucking know. It's whatever the show needs it to be. She comes down the stairs. Yeah, it's but it's like a little spiral staircase. And yeah, in his two-story apartment? I guess. She answers the door because someone is ringing the doorbell, and guess who it is? Who the fuck is it? It's Oliver. Fucking Oliver. Uh-oh. You'll remember in the previous Leon, Oliver had done uh, a cocaine deal and Ryan had got Sandy to help him out of the jail. Because he tried to buy the cocaine from an undercover policeman. He tried to buy what? A key? A pound? A, p- a pound. How much? <laughs> 16 ounces to a pound, 24 to a key? Is that the line from the most deaf song? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. We'll say it is. Here's another question that came up upon me thinking about this. Did Marissa tell Oliver where she lives? How is he showing up? Right? How the fuck does he know? Yes, this is awfully convenient that he knows where she's living. And then she's also like, this is temporary. Yeah. This she's, is, I'm temporarily embarrassed by these living conditions. Because I'm very poor and my dad doesn't have a job and we're so poor and I'm so sorry. Oliver doesn't give a fuck because he is fantasizing about that sweet, sweet, low-rise hip bone action <laughs> old baby. <laughs> he starts, they start discussing his yeah. coke bust and he's yeah. doing all the... He's I, like, I'm so embarrassed and he's talking up the Ryan Atwood a big game yeah I think I had a problem last episode when this happened with his language mirroring so very specifically the AA language the rock bottom and the I called my sponsor and the whatever Mm -hmm. I that's a that's a that's a nitpick that I should not have a problem with. Pick those with. nits. No, I mean, no. if you're not going to pick them, who's going to pick them? I mean, if he is in, like, AA was the only option at the time, probably, and especially for kids. There was some, like, teen version of the AA. Mm-hmm. So you got to mm-hmm. make peace mm-hmm. with your God and do the shuffleboard shuffle, which I assume is step four. <laughs> shuffleboard shuffle. Yes. This what step touch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a box step from fucking yes. swing dancing. Yes. <laughs> one, two, three. One, two, three. Um, Oliver wants to make amends to the gang. So he uh, invites the gang by way of saying, Marissa, you should come and you can bring all your friends. And he names all the friends. He names everyone that's going to be in this episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> has, there's another question of, has he met Luke? Yeah, remember Luke Did was he? talking about skiing? Oh, that's right. Okay. Because yeah, Luke loves to ski. Yeah, so they're all going to go to Palm Springs. They're going to go to Palm Springs. They're not going to go to the Trixie Motel because that does not exist at the time. Nope. 
sadly for no, them. No, I don't think Trixie was even born at this time. <laughs> Trixie was born in 2004. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> you shut your She's mouth. Yeah, just a babe in <laughs> swaddling clothes. Um. So Marissa's like, golf? I don't really golf, but okay. And he's like, I'll teach you. <clears throat> and, and Ryan. And I'll teach Ryan. <laughs> he's like, I'll... Uh, fucking Oliver. Fucking Marissa. Yeah, that's the other thing. Highly disappointed will, in Marissa. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get on we to that. Will, we'll we, get on to that. Yeah. We'll... Oh, God. So... And, she, you know, I have to forgive a little bit because she's written by writers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But whatever. We'll get into that. Um. So... Marissa is like, I have to go call Ryan to see if he wants to come to Palm Springs. And she exits the scene and we see the shot lingers of Oliver looking at all of the family photos like Jimmy and apparently maybe his other daughter who we're supposed to think some still other exists. guy and, and his the other one stops on a photograph of Marissa and Ryan and he picks up the photo and he slides it behind a different photo with a very troubled expression on his face. He has a troubled look on his face, viewers. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Something SpaghettiOs. And it's opening credits. So we come back from opening credits <laughs> and I don't remember what the fuck happened. Um, We cut to... A pan, instead of panning down Marissa's body, we're panning up Ryan's body. We're not totally sure that it's Ryan until we get the camera gets to the wrist cuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have... We have the, the gentle, soothing tones of one Sandrew Anthony Cohen that's like, all right, now you just gotta... What's he keep saying? He's like, ease it in there. Ease it in there. Real gentle-like. Real gentle-like. Just real, because we're panning up, you're right, from a golf ball, golf club head, golf club neck, hands, wrist cuff. We know exactly who the fuck it is now once the wrist cuff comes into view. Uh Uh-huh. And it's an adorable scene. It's it's very wholesome and bucolic for this show. Uh, Sandy is wearing just such a handsome light uh almost almost uh an earthen brick color sweater yeah um and just he's dadding it up here he's dadding it real good i continue to not know what season these characters think it is <laughs> well it's february there probably yeah but because they had done the new year so no it's at least january there but they're wearing sweaters in palm springs and that is famously a desert it's freezing it's freezing there because it's the there. winter time. Sure. All right. Um, I have in my notes, Sandy is teaching Ryan to golf. Ryan bad. Yeah, yeah okay. It's great because uh, he takes a swing, knocks it. They're, they're, he's trying to putt into. Incidentally, they're in the backyard yes. of the Cohen stronghold. Yeah. Practice yes. Nervous. Castle Cohen. Yeah. Chateau de Cohen. And they're specifically trying to teach Ryan how to golf for the purposes of this upcoming Palm Springs trip. So he's trying to put into a small glass 
and he way overshoots it. And or it, like a solo cup or something. And it, it falls into the pool. And it's great because fucking Seth, Seth pops out wearing a snorkel and he goes, got it. <laughs> so we are being led to believe that Ryan has hit so many of these things into the fucking pool now that Seth is the fucking golden retriever who's there to uh, retrieve them. Um... Ryan says at some point, I don't do golf. Yeah. I feel like we should, if this did not entail going back to the beginning and watching all the episodes up until this point, I feel like we should have an I don't do blank yeah. list for yeah. Ryan. Yeah. He does not do golf. He doesn't do girlfriends. Um, there's uh, other things he doesn't do. Because they're talking about this upcoming trip and... Sandy is expressing a little bit of discomfort with the fact that no one has met Oliver's parents. Yep. And they, uh, Sandy and Kirsten, have not met Oliver mm-hmm. and could not pick him out of a lineup. Yep. Um, well, I'm, no, Sandy has met Oliver because he helped get him out of oh, prison. Oh, right, right. No, that's correct. <laughs> yes, or jail. He had jail. Been, yes, but yes. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they haven't really seen him under, like, regular-ass circumstances. Well, and at some point, Sandy does even ask... Or no, uh, Kirsten asks, do we trust this, do we trust this Oliver person? And Sandy's like, not one bit, yeah. but we trust our guys. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll, we'll delve into that in a couple of minutes. Anyway, um, Ryan doesn't do golf at some point, says, or no, Sandy's like, you could spa, <laughs> like spa as a verb. Yeah. I guess they did that. And... <laughs> Ryan further clarifies, I don't spa. And it's very, what are we, how do you solve a problem like Maria? Yeah, Yeah, right. What do they say? They're like, you don't spa. You don't don't golf. What do you do? And Seth goes, what do you do besides musicals and punching Punching people? people? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the light ribbing that they're giving Ryan is just wonderful. Yeah. I love everything about it. They are truly family at this point. It's adorable. You know, yeah. Really, you get the sense that these people are family. Uh, Sandy has 100% adopted this boy uh, as his second son. Um, and it's wonderful. It's yeah. very cute. So there, there's some further banter. He's still working on his swing. They start making fun of him a little bit. They're like, oh, he does. Oh, he, he's, quite, he's quite the ladies' man with the women. <laughs> and they're like doing these like weird British accents at him. And the scene ends with Ryan attempting one more golf swing and he hits something glass, probably a window, and he says, I don't do nice and easy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then we cut to the breakfast nook of nookery. <laughs> Danny and Kirsten are talking about several things. The Palm Springs trip. The, the, What's up? What are you thinking? I'm thinking... I'm trying to put myself back when I was 16. Okay. If my parents had but had gotten wind of one of our friends getting busted for cocaine. Mm-hmm. 
And the very next day, I was like, what ho, mother? Let us retire to a cabin in the Northwoods with said coke fiend. Right, yeah. Do you, um, hey, you, 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 you remember that, um, that guy, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, him, the, 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 the one from, well, yeah, you know, yes, the cocaine. Anyway, um, can we? Yeah. <laughs> like, no matter. How the fuck you cannot? No matter how much you trust your kid. You're not going to, no matter how many times you can call them from the links on the phone at every hole, that is still a kid who you would have potentially represented in court. Yeah, right. And as a parent, I feel like I would not want that kid with my kid. Yeah. Now, fuck. It's a parenting fail, Sandy Cohen. I'm sorry. Here's the fucking problem. Yeah. And you know how I'm always on the search? I'm always on the lookout with my spidey senses primed for consistency? Uh Uh-huh. This is inconsistent? No, it's highly consistent. Because Ryan Atwood burned down a fucking house! Yeah. And stole a fucking car and they adopted his ass! Like... They're here okay. to help troubled kids. He didn't burn down the house. Some kids fucking jumped him. But my dude, that doesn't... It's irrelevant. It's immaterial. He burned down their fucking model home. No. It is material because there is a difference between an accidental knocking over of a candle during a rendition of Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah and actively <laughs> seeking out two pounds of cocaine. Five, five pounds of cocaine. Five pounds of cocaine. <laughs> we'll, I don't know. We will agree to disagree. The, the Sandy Cohen um, modus operandi is to give troubled kids the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he spent some time with Oliver because we saw him at least coming out of a room in the police station where he had a sit-down conversation with him. Yeah. Right? I don't think this is... I'm going to try not to be stretching here too much, okay? Uh-huh. So give me at least some grace and, you know, let out some of the slack of the string, right? Oliver uh, is... He's got, he's got a silver tongue. He's got the gift of gab. He's got... Um, he's Eddie Haskelling all over the place. He, yes, he's a sycophant. Uh, he can put on a very good face and be very ingratiating to the right people. So my guess is if we are going to try and read this charitably, which we do on this show, we read things charitably and we try to assume um, consistency among our characters and in our plot lines. So if I'm going to do my best and my dil- my due diligence of charitable readings, my guess is in an off-camera scene between Sandy and Oliver, Oliver uh, did a good job of at least, you know, 
convincing Sandy that he wasn't an utter, you know, bad person with nefarious intentions. My, I'm seeing the face you're making. You're pulling a little face over there. My counter to that is why wouldn't they have shown us that scene, first of all? It was the end of the episode. These things aren't five hours long. Fucking write it in there. Take out some of the no time. Summer Seth Anna bullshit. Yeah, yeah I, I wish. Don't, I fucking wish. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. Yes. Um, but if that was the case, why did he say, I don't trust that kid? Did he say, I don't trust that kid? He said, or did he ask, do we trust this kid? No, she asked, do we trust this kid? And he said, no. He was like, fuck no. we trust our guys. So why would he say that? Because because the difference between him believing Ryan Mm -hmm. and uh, dealing with Oliver Mm -hmm. is Ryan is inherently trustworthy Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. had good grades on the SATs or whatever. (laughs) But no, he's he's very clearly a genuine person, Uh which is why everybody fucking, which is why this show exists. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's in praise of Ryan Atwood. Yes. This this show is nothing but a study in how everyone loves Ryan. Yes. (laughs) Except. For punching. Maybe Oliver Mm. doesn't love Ryan. What do you mean? Bitch, what do you mean maybe? Well, (laughs) you know. He's at least towards um, our girl, Marissa. Marissa? Yes. Yes. Wow, I blanked on what her fucking name was (laughs) for a second there. Um, it's because she's dead to us. To her girl, Marissa. He's like, I oh, Ryan is the best. I really, I owe him so much. And obviously, yes, the fuck he does owe him so much. But we'll get to the way that he repays that is kindness. manipulating yeah. every scene that he's in with every person ever. Yeah. If there was a dog, he would manipulate the dog. Yes. Yes, he would. Um... Uh, what, how did we? What were we talking about? We need. To, we need to go to the next scene. <laughs> I don't remember what fucking scene we're on. <laughs> oh wait, they talk about um, their plans for the evening, and um, his plan. This is, we're still in the breakfast note because yep. Sandy and Kirsten are still talking about everything that's going to go on, yep. and they're talking about how Caleb and Julie are going to come back, back from Paris. The ugly Americans. And um, Sandy has plans to get dinner at, what's the name of the restaurant? The Lighthouse. At the Lighthouse, thank you, with good old buddy Jimmy Cooper. uh, Because it's the final night that the Lighthouse is going to be operational before it closes its doors for good. And apparently it is a Newport institution. I have some questions about the logistics of this. Because we are currently experiencing the shutting down in a couple of months of an extremely beloved restaurant to us. Yeah, God, it it really, I'm sure that Milwaukee isn't the only city that's experiencing this. The restaurants that didn't close during COVID, a lot of them are now closing. They're breathing their last gasp. Um, I'm assuming it's it's sweeping the country. Yeah, I mean, what, you know, already the fucking... What you hear all the time that restaurant margins are quote unquote razor thin. Yeah. You know, oh, we operate on such thin margins. But they say that bullshit so that they can pay their staff, you know, literally less than minimum wage um, and try and pass 
the savings along to customers who are then intended to tip, um, which we fucking do, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, this fucking economy sucks donkey shit. Like, holy fuck. But what I'm getting at is the logistics of deciding out of the blue on the last night of this beloved restaurant being open. Oh, I thought I would just drop by with Jimmy Cooper and see what's up. Oh, they're not just dropping by. My guess is they, this is a standing date. They, or if if nothing else, they have reservations. All right. I don't think Sandry Anthony Cohen sits down without a reservation. Sandry Macklemore. (laughs) Bautista. Sandreas Fault <laughs> Cohen. Um, yeah, no, he, um, this has been planned well in advance and they have, they have a table set aside for them at the lighthouse. Fine. But anyway, that's their plan. Um, Kirsten is supposed to be getting dinner with Haley and her dad, but. She has decided. Has she decided at this point not she to has go? Not decided at this point not to go. Okay, okay. So that's their plans for the evening, and they're also. Yeah. Uh, what did Sandy say? Sandy's like, ah, we're just gonna be worrying about the kids the whole time anyway. Yeah. Which, yeah, uh, that makes sense because they are again, maybe a little um, ill-conceived. They are sending their beloved children. Uh, admittedly, they have admitted to each other as adults who could have stopped this. They're admitting to each other that they do not trust the person that they are sending them with. Ah, uh-huh. But the only saving grace is Sandy says, well, uh, his parents are going to be there. So it, we have been led to believe a number of things. And uh, viewer, I will ask you. If you think that these things will turn out to be true or if these things will turn out to have been lies, um, your guess, uh, put in your, put in your guesses now at, uh, orangeu1.twitter.facebook and, uh, <laughs> we'll see how it all turns out. But, oh, Tumblr has polls now. We should have made a poll. But anyway, we should have made a poll. Oh, I don't have access to the poll, so it hardly matters. So we have been told that both Natalie, and parents the parents are be will there. be at this trip, which is now it's understandable. Okay, this is why the parents are allowing them their kids to go, because at least there will be parental guardians uh, no, there. No, I'm still going to push back on Pushing that back? Because... I'm having a second one of these. You would need... Under those circumstances, I would want to clap eyes on these parents. Yeah, I'd like to have a phone call with As them at a least. Of, you know, facts... Right, Faxes we're, not, were big. Right, yeah. Hey, we're not letting the kids drink at this thing, right? An AOL, you know, chat session, whatever. Some- <laughs> Good parent six nine six nine. What? What was the? What was that one? I I see you. No, I don't know. God, it was a messaging thing. It doesn't matter. I'm very old. We're also um, glossing over the Haley. Of oh yes, the Haley uh, of it all. Scene. They're speculating on how quickly uh, Sandy and Kirsten are speculating on how quickly Haley is going to bounce after her dad gets back into town after she has him up for cash. Yeah, right. Because her pattern is, and you'll remember this from last episode and the episode before, she comes back into town, she hits Caleb up for a bunch of money, and then she leaves for like years at a yeah. Come to find stretch. out. Um, Kirsten mentions this a few times. So the last time, the last stretch was two years that she didn't see her sister. 
she's expecting the next time will be potentially three. And she admits... Because the groundhog saw his shadow. <laughs> she admits later in the episode that she is worried that w- what with Haley's, you know, sort of uh, gallivanting about the world, um, that maybe one of these days she just won't come back at all. Um, anyway, so... So, but Haley pops into this scene. Mm-hmm. And she is wearing a robe. Yep. Always a robe. Always a robe. I'm amazed it's not Seth's robe. Because uh, <laughs> this bitch doesn't like wearing her own clothing. Yes. Um, Kirsten tries to entice her with the <sighs> good muffins, um, the orange oh, yeah. juice without pulp. Right, she's being all nice and sweet, and Haley's like, oh, so dad's getting home today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's good. And this scene ends with some kind of... Kirsten says, pumpkin muffin. And <laughs> Sandy's like, sweetie darling? <laughs> or something along those lines. They're gross and I love it. It's very I good. I love their whole goddamn relationship. It makes me fucking happy. It's very good. Um... San- okay, so then I think we jump to the scene where Sandy is walking past the crab shack that is not the teen crab shack. Is it? I think so. You were taking notes. I was. What do you have after that? <laughs> what do you have after that? I stopped. No! You were doing such <laughs> a good job! Doing a really good You job. were doing such a good job! <laughs> Where's the you used to for the last few episodes you found something that did a that did a breakdown. That did a plot synopsis. That's what I'm on now. Oh, you're on it now? Yeah. So what does it say after I the breakfast note? It says quote Oh no no no. Sandy and Kirsten were originally going to go to the fancy dinner with uh Caleb and Haley. It was going to be a big thing with everybody. No, remember, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Jimmy? Sandy, Sandy was like, I've got this thing with Jimmy, which is specifically why I can't come to the thing. But when he runs into Jimmy in front of the Not Crab Shack, he says to Jimmy, I have to go to dinner with all these people tonight. No, no, no. It's okay. Uh, to refresh your memory super quick. He he bumps into Jimmy outside of the crab shack. Jimmy was there trying to get a job as a manager. Correct. Because Jimmy cannot get hired fucking anywhere. His name is Mud, and quite understandably, because he stole four millions of dollars from people in Newport, and people do not just forget this kind of shit, and they mm-hmm. certainly do not forgive in Newport. Uh, Jimmy's Jimmy is going as to cancel to like their Pittsburgh, date. Where they would definitely they, forget. Yeah, Pittsburgh, they would have forgotten about it already. Yeah. Um, Jimmy wants to cancel their date. Because he's not feeling it, remember? Because uh-huh. he's like, I just don't know if I can do it, man. You know, I'm just, I was turned down to be a fucking manager. And he's like, apparently that kid, he points to like a 16-year-old kid that got the job or whatever. No, that dude was 30. He's like, apparently that guy's more fucking trustworthy than I am. And Sandy is like, ah, you can't ditch me. If you ditch me, then I have to get dinner with Caleb Nickel and Julie Cooper. And I do not want to fucking do that. You have to keep this date with me. And that's where he basically makes Jimmy uh, agree to to keep their date. Yes. Uh, and he says something like, you know, 
Oh, that's right. He, um, that's where his Sandy says, I know for a fact that we have a position at the law firm. I'm going to ask about that. Does it cut directly to that scene? No, I think there are, there's at least one or two kids scenes in between these. We go back to teen world for some amount of time. But we can connect those two scenes because they are related. We sure, yeah, it hardly have to matters. We go into sequential order. Do you want to take us to the parking lot of the law firm? That's where it happens. Yep. Um, Sandy is talking to senior or junior partner Dwab Naggins. Right. Law firm guy that we've never seen before and I highly doubt we'll ever see again. Correct. He's like, you, you burning the midnight oil at the both ends there, Dwag Nevums. <laughs> he's like, yeah, man. No, sorry. Hang on. <laughs> Dwag <laughs> Nevums? <laughs> His name <laughs> is Dwag? First and foremost. <laughs> The first name, Dwag, <laughs> is incredible. Oh my god. Holy shit. Dwag Nevins is an invaluable employee. <laughs> now the thing is I really love about Dwag is like the DWA phoneme. Uh-huh. Not an unheard of thing for an English name. You've got Dwayne. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwight doesn't necessarily have the DWA, right? But, like, you know, if we're going to do a Harvey Firestein, you could do Dwayvid, you know? Um, but Dwag. Dwag, <laughs> that is phenomenal. I mean... Don't, and then credit, <laughs> don't credit me. Credit <laughs> the writers of the OC. <laughs> <laughs> Dwag Nevin. Nab Nabins or Nabums? Nabins. I, I thought it was Nabums. Nabins. <laughs> Dwag Nabums. Uh-huh. <laughs> Last name a little inconsistent. Um He's inconsistent with him. Incredible. Himself. I'm so, so proud of you. I really I you know, I don't want to take total credit for this. <laughs> but I'd like to think that a little bit of this creative spurt of energy that that birthed Dwag Nabums uh, came from our love uh, and the fact that we've been together for 13 oh years now. And that a little bit of, you know, when, when, when people live together for a certain amount of time, they're, um, you know, we're not going to have kids. Yeah. But our uh, senses of humor have... Um, fucked so to speak and have given birth to you know a third different thing that is its own unique sense of humor that we have both adopted it's sort of like a love language you know but dwag nabums i feel came from that dwag nabums is our baby sarah dwag nabums is our love child of our creative uh senses of humor Anyway, yes. Now we can okay, we can we can go back to where we were. Yes. Dwag is sucking with Sandy. I do also want to point out that the blonde lady of past episodes. Oh yeah, that bitch of, is gone. She is Rachel? Rachel. Yeah, that bitch is they could have done Rachel that's if like they a, wanted to. They could have brought that bitch back. That's but no. Like a logical person to have this conversation mm-hmm. with, but here is Dwag Navo. Here's Dwag anyway. Just 
de- putting dead bodies in his car trunk while they're talking about <laughs> the weekend plans. This is a hell of a backstory yeah. coming up for Dwag here. And Sandy is like, hey, remember the records person who is on maternity, maternity leave? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that Jimmy Cooper could do the job? And Dwag Navos is like, what the fuck? Right, yeah, Dwag is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> also, let me just say for the record, I'm really so pleased that canonically his name is now Dwag Nabums. Um, yeah, Dwag is like, are you insane? Jimmy Cooper, the guy that literally defrauded <laughs> half of this fucking town. Right? <laughs> He's like, you do know that we're trying to keep this, I don't know, a reputable law firm uh-huh. and not hire a bunch of fucking criminals. And he drops a little breadcrumb and he says, if Sandy likes Jimmy Cooper so much, yeah. maybe they should go into business together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's a little foreshadowing that I picked up on, even though I was eating spicy fake chicken. It's Chekhov's going into business together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over under on Dwag Nabum's ever showing up again in this entire show. Um, one hundred to zero. Do you, <laughs> do you not know how over unders work here? One? Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're cutting to a conversation between Marissa and Summer. Yes. And we are still doing the thing where Summer is only Marissa's friend when she has a boy thing to complain about. And the boy yeah. thing is Seth Cohen. <laughs> is- oh, yeah. Um, so what? They're, we're at Jimmy's shitty apartment, right? Yeah. Yes. His three-story shitty apartment. Three-story. <laughs> it's just going to keep getting taller and taller. <laughs> it has a backgammon court. <laughs> backgammon court? <laughs> We're like life-size backgammon. What is backgammon? (laughs) (laughs) What is backgammon? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Slip into our DMs. Fucking Christ. And tell us what backgammon is. I know what backgammon is. I used to have travel backgammon. You clearly don't if you have a backgammon court. Oh my God. How dare you. How fucking dare you. Jesus Christ. So, (laughs) Summer's like, I can't wait for Couples Fest 2004. And again, every time they reference a year, I get a new gray hair. Yeah. 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 And she says something like, Yeah. What was the thing she said about Seth Cohen taught us all irony? Oh, God. It was so funny. And now I can't remember. Oh, um, um, yes. Okay. Um, Marissa says something that was like, by the way, I was being sarcastic. And, uh, Summer is like, yeah, I know. So was I. And she's like, "Ugh, look at us. We couldn't do irony before. <laughs> she was like, yeah, she was like, we couldn't be sarcastic before Seth Cohen taught us all about irony. <laughs> Fucking Seth Cohen. And you know, valid. Uh-huh. Valid. Fuck Seth Cohen. 
So for reasons, Summer is coming along this trip to prime principally, if you think about it, there are two parallel couples with a third person trying to fuck with them. Yeah. But one is a lot more sinister than the other. Summer yeah. is just a bee. Yeah, okay, so let's run this down super quickly. Um, r- really quick, I want to put a mental asterisk here that I want us to return return to after this return. point. Return. <laughs> that I want us to return to after this um, is how Summer is correct. Uh, okay, so can we go back to that mental asterisk? But here's her here's her game plan really quickly. You'll, you'll have your, your how Summer is correct corner at the end of the episode discussion no no no, no. just no. just after okay. this one point okay. i just don't want to forget this okay go ahead um uh, listener okay her game plan is essentially this she is going to use this opportunity to be a third wheel as much as possible and a wedge between uh seth cohen and anna mm-hmm. what's anna's last name Anna Fedora. Anna Fedora. I love it. Oh, my God. Yes. Perfect. Excellent. My favorite. Um, right. So she <laughs> she's going like a little she's going a little off the deep end. And she even mentions it at one point. She because she's concocting ways to like, I don't know, put rat poison in his coffee mm-hmm. or something. Or she's going to make him piss the bed. Yeah. And she's telling all of this to Summer, or to Kirsten, our fucking Marissa. <laughs> Jesus Christ. These white bitches, they all, they all tend to blend together at one point. Um, she's telling her this, uh, and she's like giddy. She's like, oh, 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 no, 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 no. This is what I'll do. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll trap, I'll go to the Amazon, and I'll trap some of the dreaded Kandiru, <laughs> the tiny fish that swims up men's urethras. And I'll put them in the pool. And then I'll make sure that Cohen goes into the pool. And then they'll swim up his urethra. And they'll eat his bladder from the inside out. Is basically what she's saying. And then, yeah, at one point she's like, am I going crazy? And Marissa just looks increasingly horrified. I'm going a little bit crazy, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. And Marissa's like, the fuck is wrong with you? So she's fully intended, like... They're not so much shaping her character anymore as they are using her as a comic foil. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay, here, really quick, if it's okay, can we transition to the Summer is Right corner? Yes, go ahead. So, Marissa... Wait, what's the theme song for the Summer is Right corner? Uh... I'm pretty sure that's copyright. come on down on summer was right um this is again this is sort of a prime example of these fuckers not listening and also not taking a single goddamn second to think about somebody other than them goddamn selves so um marissa is in this conversation trying to convince summer that she needs to come along on this trip because she'll have a good time um, in what fucking world will right. she have a good time? Because Summer's point about, yeah, great, Couple Fest 2014. This is going to be fucking great for fucking someone who isn't me because it's going to be Ryan and Marissa kissing and smooching. It's going to be fucking Anna and Seth kissing and smooching. And it's going to be Oliver, who everybody fucking knows except Marissa, wants to fuck Marissa. And Luke 
Cool. Cool, 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 cool. She yeah, say fun. That. Awesome. She, Yay. She is also under the impression that Natalie is going to be there. So she mentions Natalie in the realm of couples. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then also Oliver and Natalie are going to be smooching and fucking like, cool. That leaves me and Luke. Awesome. Yeah. In what fucking world is this going to be fun for this single girl who's having uh, her crush thrown in front of her face with his new girlfriend. Like, fucking Jesus. People need to goddamn listen to each other in this fucking show. Yeah. And take into consideration their experience and feelings in any regard. It would have been different if they had shown Summer and Marissa in any scene together this show, this episode fails the Bechdel test so hard. Yeah, it face plants so Bechdelianly. It draw it drives itself into the crust of the earth. <laughs> Is Ellison Bechdel fun home? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, great book, great book. Loved fun home. <laughs> um. Okay. What's next? Uh, oh, but sorry, just to finish that that scene up really quick, we'll put a pretty little bow on it. Yes. Um, Marissa's like, you're going to come and you have a great time. And yeah, Summer's like, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to fuck with Cohen. <laughs> and then how does that scene conclude? I think it concludes with her saying, uh, am I going crazy? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And Marissa's like, um, yeah, yeah you're starting to bit. scare me a little bit. Yeah. So then we are in a conversation with Ryan and Marissa about how Ryan doesn't necessarily trust Oliver and Marissa's like, don't worry, Natalie is going to be there and Oliver just wants to be her friend. Right, and Natalie totally exists. Like, I, oh my god! I have to say, I have to say, all of the goodwill that I had built up, that I had banked towards Marissa in these previous episodes, mm-hmm. all of the fucking growth mm-hmm. that she went through, mm-hmm. girly. She's frittering it away pretty quickly. Yeah, this bitch, real dumb. Yeah, and again, you know, all right, yes. She's written probably by a bunch of 15-year-old men, obviously. But, like, and if we, okay, if we want to read this character and her choices as charitably as possible, let's remember that she was in a pretty dark place, Mm -hmm. right? She's got a substance abuse history. Right? She met this person who is, yeah, he's cute and smart uh, and fucking rich, And she sees a little bit of herself in him because he comes from money, he comes from privilege, and he's depressed. And she was absolutely depressed. Yeah. Right? There is also kind of the... I think when you're a teenager, there is sort of a fundamental disconnect between uh, the way that you... Give me another sip of your IPA. Okay. A disconnect between... The way that you see your interactions with boys and the way that boys think they're communicating to you. That's really good. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So part of this feels like it could be genuine to a point. Well, okay, no, but you know what? You just actually unlocked a memory of mine from high school. Okay. Um, so you know I did musicals. Yeah. And I loved the musicals. Uh, when I was, I did all the musicals when I wasn't punching people. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, one of my good friends, so uh, uh, our our sister school. Uh, I went to an all boys school, and we had a sister school that was all girls, right? And so we would do each other's plays and musicals because um, we were going to do like a Shakespeare thing where the boys played girls and stuff, right? Anyway. Yep. So a friend of mine was the best friend of my, at the time, girlfriend. Um, And she, you know, she'd be like, whatever. She was, uh, she was adorable, right? Real cutie, real sweet, real nice. um, And just a super cutie. Mm -hmm. And this was constantly happening. We'd be talking on the phone. It was one of those things where, like, you know, we'd be talking on the phone late into the evening and, you know, my sisters would pick up the phone and be like, oh, my God, are you going to get off the phone? Jesus Christ. And I'd be like, I'm still talking with my friend. <laughs> Mom. Anyway, um, Mom said I could be on the phone. So this happened all the time. There'd be like a boy and she'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm being a friend with this boy. And we're just friends. And he's, I like him because he's not, he's not trying to hit on me all the time like other boys. He's just a nice boy. And we're friends. And I'd always be like, mm-hmm, yep, no, that's pretty cool. Knowing all along, like, oh, I mean, he's going to hit on her eventually. Like, she's... Mm-hmm. Just, this person has literally no intention of just being this person's friend. And then inevitably, some phone call would happen and she'd be like, Oh my god, he hit on me! <laughs> and I thought we were just friends! <laughs> it happened again! And I'm like, yeah, it happened again. Cause high school boys like girls. Or they like other boys. Or they like... Or they like... Whoever they like. Or Right? Or they can be ace, and that's a thing. It's awesome. But these boys, they were... They wanted the dating. They were... That's what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. Some smooching action. And I knew it. Anyway, you unlocked that specific memory in me. And so, like, yeah, you're right. If we are, again, reading this charitably and still trying to be consistent within the actions and the experiences of these characters in the world that they are crafting, um, you're right. Yeah, Marissa could be sort of blindsided to this whole shtick because, well, here's the other thing. Um, You get sort of a sense in this episode that there's a few times where she's upset with Ryan Mm -hmm. because it seems like Ryan doesn't trust her. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, we know Ryan doesn't trust Oliver. Right. But that is a totally fair stance for her to take. Because if, regardless of Oliver's intentions, Marissa is not going to cheat on Ryan. Uh-huh. We know that. I know that. I'm pretty sure you know that. Yeah. She's not the type who does that. She likes Ryan a lot. In fact... She loves Ryan. Yep. They have said that to each other. 
so a mere, a mere two episodes and six hundred years ago. Yes, exactly. When we were when we were just babies, when we- <laughs> learning to speak and not shit ourselves. Um, so when she gets upset, it's totally valid because Ryan doesn't want Oliver messing around with his girl. But the fact of the matter is that does betray a bit of um, uneasiness with his regard for Marissa's ability to remain faithful. Yeah. That was a poorly phrased sentence, but... I know what you were getting at. You get the gist. I do. I had a single sip of your fucking IPA. (laughs) We should also add to... Fucking ABV, that goddamn motherfucker. This um, discussion... Ryan says he's like this guy just kind of dropped into our lives Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he's part of our lives Uh and we don't know where he came from and Mm -hmm. Marissa's is like oh you would have no idea what that's like yeah she's like oh yeah having a troubled past whose parents uh, abandoned him oh yeah this guy who's from nowhere and doesn't have any friends and is new to the area and whose parents abandoned him. Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't know anything what that's like at all. And he's like, and we, yeah, as viewers, we're like, ah, she's got you there, buddy. Yeah. Check fucking mate. And like, it's it's understandable up to a point, but then it's just. Yeah, then it gets real like. Come willful on. blindness. Come on. Yeah. 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 So we transition from that to. Uh, Summer busting into the scene because Ryan and Marissa start kissing a little bit. Oh, yeah, they're smooching in the pool house. And Summer walks in and is like, oh, my God, everyone is going to kiss forever all the time. What is she saying? She's like, it begins already. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, baby, don't go on this fucking trip. Yeah. Because it's going to be a bunch of couples smooching. And, and you and Luke. And Ryan's like, Seth's upstairs mm-hmm. very pointedly. And she's like, oh. And she traipses off to basically thrust herself in the middle of the two of them. Yes. Okay. So we cut to Seth and Anna laying Anna. on the bed. Yep. And oh, did you catch the massive continuity error here? Tell me about it. The Jenga tower? No. You didn't catch it? Okay. No. So it's uh, an I, over. Hmm? I remember her coming in and breaking it. Yeah. Okay. So it's an overhead shot. Seth and uh, Anna are laying on the bed. Uh, they're just sort of like gently like playing with each other's hands. Right. It's very cute. It's very chaste. You know, their genitals aren't anywhere near each other. They're not smooching or anything like that. And what are they talking about? They're just sort of like. They're joking about things. Yeah, they're just having banter. Yeah, yeah, they love bantering. They're both very, very funny and intelligent people. I think it's probably stuff about how uh, Palm Springs is the ideal environment for Seth Cohen because you can eat dinner at 4 p.m. and go to bed at 8 p.m. Yes, 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 yes. Which is really why I think you connected to Seth Cohen in this episode. Yeah. God, it's 8.45. If I could be in bed right now, I would be. (laughs) Anyway, um, so, okay. As the camera pulls out, there is a, there is an already collapsed Jenga tower (gasps) at their feet. 
on the bed. <gasps> yeah, that shit is already collapsed. <gasps> it is very collapsed. And it was jarring to me because they're smooching a little bit. And that tower is collapsed, right? Uh-huh. They're smooching a little bit. When it cuts to a wide shot from uh, the door's angle, the door perspective, when summer bursts in, suddenly that fucking Jenga tower is 100% complete. It just snaps into existence out of nowhere. I thought that's how Jenga worked. <laughs> and that's when Summer comes in and knocks it over with her Gammon, luggage. You don't know Jenga. Oh <laughs> my God. I'm stealing another sip of your IPA. God damn it. Give, hand it over. No, you can't. It's I too, can't nope. reach it. <laughs> I got it. It's a good one. How dare you. It's got that, the thing I really like where it smells like pineapple. <laughs> oh, you're. <laughs> you have to aerate it in your mouth. Oh my God. That's, you know. So. I'm glad you're enjoying my drink. So she comes in and Summer knocks the tower over with her bag and she's like, whoopsie doo Sorry, I didn't mean to screw your game up. Oh, sorry, Anna. It looked like you were doing really well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, what this whole fucking plot point, this whole fucking B plot can just jump off a fucking pier. Yep. I'm so goddamn sick of it. Uh-huh. I just don't care. And she's like, this is going to be great, you guys. I'm so excited. We could have a weekend as friends. She, like, puts out her hands and she, like, holds onto their hands. And it's like, oh, my God. Just fucking shoot me already. Jesus Christ. I mean, if the theme of this episode is boundaries and how no one knows how to express them, everyone is doing a bang-up job. Yeah, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. So, the name of this episode is The Links. Yep. Every episode of this series to this point, for the most part, I'm pretty sure, has had some sort of double meaning. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, either it's the episode The Girlfriend, where um, it's about a girlfriend that exists in both adult world and teen world, right? Yep. Um, anyway, uh, it, it seems like every single one has some sort of... The writers goddamn love a double meaning. Yeah. They love a connection between teen world and kid world. Or, you know what I mean, adult world and teen world. So the links obviously refers to the fact that they're going golfing. Yeah. But what I can't I don't know what the other connection is. I don't know what else it's referring to. They wouldn't just have it be about golf because that's not what this episode is really about. The links of the human spirit. <laughs> no, the links between the all these fucking people. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. Okay. This could be like you can't make that uh, you can't make every episode title match up that purpose perfectly. <laughs> you could. They're writers. It's their job. Evan, they're bad at it. <laughs> Damn. Whoa. Writers of the OC, y'all are on blast. Holy shit. They're bad at it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tell me I'm wrong. 
Tell me I'm wrong. You watched this show. We're watching this show again. Just because wow. something's bad doesn't wow. make it not good. We- <laughs> if that isn't a t-shirt, I don't even know what the fuck is. All right. So. Wow. They're packing up the back of Luke's truck. <laughs> Luke comes in with... The most non-existent brand of beer. What's it fucking called? Did I, you write it down? I wish I would have written it's it like, down, it's but like I didn't. Grundle's beer or yeah. something like that. What did you say? Rolling Rock has left the building. Rolling. Like they have pulled. Rolling Rock has officially pulled their sponsorship of this fucking show. Like absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, they may as well have just called it beer's beer, like. <laughs> So there, I think this is the part where um, Luke says to Summer, looks like we're the only single people here on this trip. And uh-huh. Summer is like, please back this truck up over me. Yeah. Rude, Summer. Rude. Luke is only one of the only, Luke is almost the moral compass of this specific episode. Again, this fucking series. <laughs> like, so we're in episode 16 and... Luke, (laughs) he's sort of like a non-issue or like a non-entity for a lot of this episode. Yeah. But he's got some great lines. Yeah. And also he's a great presence in this episode when he's doing things. He's he's turning into a golden retriever. Yes. And I'm fully here for it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I love this for Also, I just want to mention for the viewers, it, it's a really, really funny, entirely fake, made up, generic beer. And also, there's a, just a fuck ton of it. Like, yeah. he's bringing, like, so much beer. He's bringing about as much beer as Summer has overnight bags and suitcases. Like, girly. <laughs> yeah, she's got like five suitcases. This is a weekend. <laughs> is one of those suitcases filled with explosives? Because it's, it's all of her booby traps that she's expecting to lay out for fucking Cohen and Anna so they can't bone. So in the midst of all this. It's all the Kandiro that she got from fucking Brazilian Am- the, uh, the Amazon. Yes. They require a special uh, temperature-controlled suitcase environment. I mean, they thrive in a man's urethra. (laughs) She has to try and recreate that environment. In a suitcase. Both pH (laughs) and temperature. And don't even get me started on the saline content. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know, uric acid. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, vestiges of seminal fluid, you know. And in this economy, what is this, 2004? Yeah. Hard to get your hands yeah. on just rando seminal fluid. eBay was barely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shit. In the middle of all of this. Oh, Christ. Oliver shows up dressed like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio from the <laughs> Basketball Diaries. <laughs> He's basically like weeping with a heroin needle sticking out of his fucking arm. And Marissa's like, oh no, Oliver, what's wrong? And he's like, Natalie broke up with me for Natalie a while. said that it's off. 
And you and I look fucking look. Now, you've obviously seen this show before, so you know, but I was like. But you also have a brain in your head yeah. and eyes in your face. The fucking, the fucking, um, oh, good God. The, the fucking look that I gave you, I was like, yeah, this person does not exist. Yeah. Never has existed. Never will. Fuck this. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. It's bullshit. We can smell it's bullshit from a goddamn mile away. We all knew none of us were going to fucking see Natalie. This character does not exist, etc., etc. So conveniently, this sob story is compels Marissa to ride with Oliver. Right? He's like, oh, Palm no Springs. one, no one wants to hear my sob story, and she's like, I'll ride with you alone all the way to Palm Springs. Ryan, you're cool with being with fucking. <laughs> Who does Ryan drive with? Luke. Luke, yeah. Oh, yeah. Luke's like, Chino, you can ride with me. I love that he still calls him Chino. <laughs> I goddamn love it. Uh, like, it's just fucking great. I, I almost wish that instead of skipping from the pilot to the Chrismica episode, our friends would have skipped to this episode. <laughs> because going from Luke and Ryan's relationship in that episode, in that pilot, <laughs> to this, to Chino, ride with me. <laughs> and then, like, golf cart. We'll get to the golf cart, but. Oh, that, God. No. It's that's, been such a wild ride. That's the most nurtured relationship it's, in this series. It's a wild fucking ride. So now we are back at the Cohen stronghold. <laughs> and Caleb and Julie have come back earlier Early. than expected. Earlier than anyone expected that. And this displeases Kirsten greatly because she keeps saying, Dad... You're back early. Dad, you're so early. Dad. Dad. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Julie. I believe this is also, uh, Julie has cut her hair. Julie has cut her hair. It's Trey Parisienne. Is it? I, I don't fucking know. I don't actually think it is. I think it's 2004-ian. <laughs> is what it is. Um, I think this is the scene where we get Haley, you're here. Julie, you're, you're here. here. <laughs> <laughs> these people clearly hate each other. Yeah. These people who are very invested in Caleb Nichols' money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every everyone loves Daddy Nichols' monies. Yes. Daddy Nichols money bags. Including Kirsten. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But just in a less authentic way. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, right? Yeah. At least these Britchities, these broads ain't trying these, to hide nothing. These Britchities? These Britches ain't trying to hide <laughs> the fact that they like the money. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, right? They're not trying to pretend that the situation is anything more than it is. Yeah. Um, Julie is wielding a giant wheel of brie. Yeah, holy Christ! Which you I coveted that fucking wheel of brie. Sorry, keep going. You would not be able to get that on the TSA. <laughs> not today. At I least, don't even though. think you, in 2004. That oh yeah, was fuck. That's post 2001. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've been like, what the fuck? You're trying to. This is a bomb. 
They'd be like, this is obviously a wheel of C4. You cannot bring this on the plane. But wait, they obviously traveled via PJ. Oh. So do the same rules apply? No, they do not apply for PJs. No. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. For those of you not in the know. Uh, who have not watched as much Succession as we have. <laughs> and or Vanderpump Rules. Oh, sorry, I didn't know that it was also the language of Vanderpump Rules. In season two, there was a bake to-do made about BJs for PJs. Oh, gross. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a whole, that's the Patreon. You watched nine we're, we're years, doing- you, there is no <laughs> amount of money... On God's earth for me to watch Vanderpump Rules. There is an amount of money. There is an amount. You yes. can no, be I bought. can absolutely be purchased. But I don't have that amount of money no, currently. No, no one, no one has that amount of money that listeners, we know. Listeners, if you would like Evan to discuss Vanderpump Rules with me, get into our DMs and give us We'll millions, start a GoFundMe. Give us millions of dollars. Yeah, it'll be something like that. Yes. Start a GoFundMe. So, giant wheel of brie, blah, blah, blah. You guys, blah. this wheel of brie, let's talk about it for just a second. It's large. So it's I want large, you to imagine the circle. It looks kind of thin. It looks like a pizza. No, no, no. It's a normal size. It's a normal size thickness for Brie. It just looks thinner because the the diameter is so much bigger. Um, imagine. Okay, so uh, listeners, close your eyes for me. Um, imagine if you will go to the, your happy place. You've baked a cake, uh, and you need to present this cake for friends and family to consume. So imagine the diameter of a cake stand on which you would present a three-layer cake. Uh, The diameter of that cake stand is a little less than the wheel of brie. But it is also, coincidentally, the girth of Sandy Cohen's dick. (laughs) Wait, 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 um, <laughs> Kathy, if you don't want to hear this, probably skip ahead about, I don't know, 10 minutes <laughs> just to be safe. Okay. No, now you've done it. So they have children together. Okay. The cock you have just described is about the width of Sandy Cohen's torso. Okay. Okay. So that's obviously not penetrating a human woman. Okay, so to breed, I want you to imagine. Okay, so it's physically dangerous for him to become erect because the amount of blood necessary to actually heave a thing that thick aloft would drop his blood pressure so significantly that he might pass out. Okay. Um, so we're going to have to assume that Kirsten has manipulated him to at least semi-erect, right? 
and put some sort of blood cuff on his legs so he doesn't die. Okay? <laughs> this is where the turkey baster comes in. Okay, when he's close, she's going to have to shove it down his urethra and sort of like do the thing where like you squeeze the baster first, shove it down there and let go so it can suck up a little bit of the, right? Like a medicine dropper? Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's just going to sound him. She's going to get down there as quick as she can because then she's got to go and suck it into the turkey baster and then yank it out of there and shove it into her as close to her cervix as she can to try and get this is why they have one child this is why it's Seth and Seth alone because this whole process is so dangerous to both of them and it's so time consuming because here's the other thing both of her hands even combined do not reach around this thing if it is that width she there's no she'd have to use her whole arms in an attempt to get him even close this is the world you have constructed it is of your own making i'm, I'm very proud of myself <laughs> Apologies to everyone that we love. Apologies to everyone in the entire world. <laughs> okay, so we're back. They bring in this wheel of Brie. The wheel of Brie. Haley comes in at some point. There's Stark. Oh, this is great because Caleb... <laughs> Caleb... Caleb is like, Yay, Haley, I love you so much. You're the best. Oh my God, I've made myself dizzy with the laughter. <laughs> Um, what is Kirsten says something like Kirsten's like I want to take a shower or something like that oh no um, it's um, Julie Julie has mentioned that they, she couldn't even take a shower after they got off the plane so she's like hey Caleb maybe could we go and Caleb's like hey Kiki uh, I'm starving why don't you make us some lunch <laughs> And then he goes and takes Haley to go catch up on the veranda or whatever. So whatever woman who is not explicitly favored in Caleb Nichols' presence is relegated to the help. Yes. So that's fun. Yeah, exactly. And there's this weird, like, upstairs-downstairs conversation where Julie and Kirsten are watching mm -hmm. Haley and Caleb out on the Apparently veranda. Haley is the spitting image of uh, their, their mom. mother. And that's why yeah. Caleb is obsessed with her. Sort of smitten her, with her, yeah. Which is gross if you think about it too hard. But J Julie has a line like... She's only after him for his money. Yeah. Like, we're like, Julie middle name Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Baby girl. Right. We see you. <laughs> Kirsten, I think this is where Kirsten um, expresses the worry that yeah. she's just not going to come back. Yeah. And she's going to go be human trafficked somewhere. Uh-huh. And she thinks that Caleb should stop giving her money. And Julie's like, maybe you should do something about that. Yeah, Julie says, we all know that you're the only one that Caleb listens to. Yeah. You're, yeah, he's, if, if, if you want, 
Haley to stop gallivanting about the world and sort of putting herself in dangerous situations. You're the only one that's going to be able to make that happen. Yep. And that seed is planted. Yep. So now we get a lovely brief montage of Palm Springs and surrounding areas set to It's Not Unusual. (laughs) Which will come back later in the episode. Surprisingly. Yeah, but uh, very much a a purposeful contrast between those two scenes. But yeah, uh, A of all, it's not unusual Uh to be loved by anyone. Yep. I just want us to agree on that. Yep. Right? It's true. We can take that as a given. I'm just trying to conjure the Mulaney bit. No. no. He doesn't deserve it. He, it nope. was a good Mm-mm. bit. No. It was a good... Fine. All right. <laughs> so everybody arrives and... Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So... Um, <laughs> Ryan is Luke helping. Luke and Ryan are like they're heaving no, wait, wait, this. Wait, 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 wait. First, <laughs> Luke and Ryan are like we tried to keep up with this you guys. Is before that, though, this they before that. This okay. is real quick before that. All right. So we see the boys pull up to the um. What would you call this mansion? House? Sure. Condo. Condo. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's big, uh, in Palm Springs. Yep. They pull up, and Ryan helps Luke. Grab this truly huge fucking cooler filled with... Sorry, I've got the hiccups from this cherry stout soda. I have a bubble in my mouth. Okay. Um, We're both hiccupy right now. I do want to point out that despite the truly impressive volume of beer... At no point has anyone seen actually drinking it. Yeah. Which is a weird, like, skirt around the morality clauses of Fox television right? in 2004, I think. Yeah. And it's great because Ryan's like, how much fucking beer do you need? And that's like a running gag <laughs> this whole scene. Yeah. Because then they get inside the house. And yes, uh, Marissa and Oliver are talking very intensely on this round couch. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ryan's like, "We're finally here." And um, we oh tried yeah, we tried to, to follow you, you, but you guys yeah. were going really fast. Yeah, and Oliver's like, "Oh, sorry. I guess I just kind of got carried away in our conversation." And Luke and Ryan are like exchanging like spidey sense tingles mm-hmm. at this point. Yep. Because Luke. Luke is down. Yeah. Luke is down. Luke is now down for the cause. He is down to clown. Luke understands. Yeah. Luke does not necessarily trust this person Luke either is, at this point. Luke is not picking up what Oliver is putting down because yeah, what no. Oliver is putting down is no. sus. We're leaving it on the ground where it is. <laughs> we're not touching it. We're maybe nudging it with our foot. I was going to say we're bit. sort of nudging it with our foot. <laughs> <laughs> So Oliver then is like, oh, here, um, uh, Luke, I'll help you with the with that. And as he tries to pick it up with him, he's like, Jesus Christ, how much fucking beer is in here? <laughs> Good question, everybody. Good question. Yep. Uh, they're there for two days. How much beer did you fucking need? I do love at one point Luke was like, oh, you can't play golf without a little bit of a buzz. And you know what? Cheers, Luke. Yeah. Golf is, I'm sure, very, very boring. We have only... I have never played golf. I've played, like, half of a hole of disc golf. <laughs> and I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> half of a hole. 
And I could have used a nameless brand beer on said <laughs> half of disc golf. Grendel's hole. beer, whatever Grendel's, the fuck it was. Grendel's. Grendel's. <laughs> Grendel's Beowulf beer. Grendel's It'll rip your arm off and beat you to death with it. <laughs> and, okay. You ransack your own Rothgar's Hall with Grendel's beer. Again, we're going off the notes of anonymouseagle.com thank you for this uh, calculation because this person who wrote this points out Oliver's like oh no it turns out that my parents are stuck in Zurich and they won't be able to make it after all Jesus Christ everyone is shocked a check of orbits shows a commercial flight from Zurich to LA takes 14 hours with a short stop in Dusseldorf. Presuming that Oliver's parents are one, real, and <laughs> say no rich and are flying a private plane, Oliver should have known yesterday that yeah. his parents would not have been able to make it. Yeah. If anyone. In this little band of uh, three musketeers, musketeers, how many fucking musketeers are there? There's yeah, Summer, yeah. there's whatever, there's five. Okay. Someone should have done the math. Yeah. One of them is in an AP math course. The math is not mathing. It will not math. It is not. The sums are not summing. Yep. The sum is not 41. The blink is not 182. No. None of it makes any sense. So now we're on firmly Oliver's turf. So Oliver switches fully into just nagging the shit out of Ryan mode and trying to fucking alpha him. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, he's showing everybody to their rooms. And as he goes to the last one, which is for the couples. He's like, whoopsie doodle, this is the room with the two twin beds. Whoopsie doodle, do you get... Oh, God. And, like, the thing is, and in the last episode, I even mentioned this, that he's very careful to cover his tracks and yeah. make it seem as though he's ready he's willing to accommodate yeah right so he's like uh do you guys want to like switch rooms or like and marissa's like oh I, I, no it's fine yeah and uh she's like i'm gonna go get changed for tennis oh no for golf for golf um and although it, clearly the outfit that she changes into is a tennis whites outfit but anyway that's neither here nor there i mean neither of us have you know hit the links so we don't actually know what's you know you and i have had some pretty famous uh excursions to mini golf though i'm just saying it's just not the same accessories that's true that's true yes and we will talk about the what the fuck is anna wearing while in a second while marissa is changing for golf oliver drops a bunch of little conversational nuggets uh-huh. about how Marissa talked about his past. About Ryan's, Ryan's past, past in particular. The whole way to Palm Springs. Yeah, but and right in the way he's saying it is like, you know, God, what is he says he's something like... He's basically like, like, congratulations on being upright, you poor tortured orphan. Yeah, 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 right? He's like, I'm so... Yeah, he's like, I'm impressed you're so... Together? Like, so yeah, put together yeah. and like alive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Ryan looks like he wants it's, to jump out of his yeah. entire skin. Yeah, and rip fucking Oliver's face off like yes. a baboon. Yes, he wants to Wolverine this whole business. Yeah, uh Oliver's whole tone is highly condescending. Yep. But again, if you just look at the words he's choosing, 
and not listen to his tone, you could be forgiven for thinking he's acting in good faith. I do want to say, whoever this actor is, I should have looked this up. I don't know if this person has been in anything else. He is incredible at making you fucking hate him. Yes. No, he's perfect for this role. Yes. He's absolutely crushing this role. I assume he went on to sell cryptocurrency. (laughs) Shall I look it up? Do we want to take the time? Um, we haven't had an Evan Google something this entire episode yet. Okay, here, I've got, uh, I've got a fucking, um, I've got a browser I can open up here. Give me a quick secaroonie. Okay, um, oh, fuck, but I don't want to spoil myself. I'll do it. Okay, there you go. Okay, you sing a song or something. Hey, everybody, it's that song that I'm singing for you. (laughs) When Sarah's looking up the actor who played Oliver. Who's that guy that played Oliver on that show? Taylor Handley. Okay, so now IMDb Taylor Handley and see what the fuck else this guy has done. Baby, he aged weird. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see his face. This is epic, epic radio. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about another guy's face. Whoa, look at his face! I mean, he's still cute. You think Oliver is cute? A fucking course he's cute! Absolutely not! I mean, he's a villain, obviously, but just aesthetically, he's a good-looking person. He wouldn't be in the OC if he wasn't a good-looking person, Sarah! Oh, God, get out of here. I'm demisexual. I don't like him. I'm not gonna fuck him. I'm just saying he's a good-looking dude. Okay. Marissa is into him a little bit because he's a good-looking dude who likes to wear layers. He was in the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Excellent. Good. He was in... Oh, he was in Bird Box. Starring oh, Sandra Bullock. And was, He was in Vegas. He was in Hawaii. The city 5-0. of Vegas? No. The, in, oh, at some point it says here he went to Las Vegas. He was in Mayor of Kingstown, which is famous for Jeremy Renner, who may or may not have a leg at this point. Yep. Got, yep. 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 So maybe he will be taking over for Jeremy Renner's leg. Who knows? Oh, shit. The thing is, he sort of looks like a Jeremy Renner type now. A little bit. He could sneak into those roles if one Jeremy Renner is out of action. <gasps> and then maybe he'll haunt us like Adam Brody is haunting us from one place to another. Watch this space. Watch this space, everybody. Also, What's his name? Junkly Handley? Junkly Handley. Jun- <laughs> Dwag. <laughs> Fucking Dwag. I remember Dwag's last name now. Shit! Oh, he was all we could talk about for a while. It's the nature of Hollywood, man. <laughs> it's the okay. ephemeral nature of, of celebrity, I guess. So now we are on the golf course. Yes. Marissa is obviously in, in tennis whites. I'm sorry. That's what she's wearing. It's I'm sorry. Fine. Fine. If this is the hill you want to drive up to. Now it's time for What the Fuck is Anna Wearing? 
We haven't eaten. No, no, we She's haven't. She's wearing a fucking outfit for this, too. You didn't notice? Are you shitting me? I noticed, but we're not discussing that outfit yet. We are discussing the fact that Oliver is doing the thing where he's like, no, you're not doing your oh, golf swing Oh, right. yes. Okay, so Marissa is putting. Excessively. Yes, Marissa's like, like this? Am I doing it right? And yeah, Oliver's like, no, you got to put your hips into it. Yeah. And fucking stands behind her. Good Christ. He essentially fucking whips his dick and balls out. And he's mm-hmm. like, let me just nestle these in between your butt cheeks mm-hmm. while I caress your naked hip bones in your low rise tennis whites. Yeah, no, we actually have to pull your pants down. For yeah, this. we actually, you need to, we need to slide these panties down around your ankles. That's the only way you can golf, really. <laughs> we just, yeah, and then fucking poor Ryan and Luke are just have, they're just fucking watching from the sidelines as he's essentially dry humping her yeah. like a gibbon. And at some point, I think Ryan is like, okay, I think you touched her enough. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Oliver then has the audacity to be like, sorry, man. Like, dude, you were basically fingering her in front of everyone. Like, Christ. It wasn't great. Also, There's not a lot of subtlety happening here. Also, apologies to Kathy. We're so sorry. <laughs> hey, Kathy's a cool person who's in the know. <laughs> She She's knows what's going on. About golf. She knows how to golf. <laughs> Kathy knows it takes hips. <laughs> so this is what if we... she didn't like it, she'd have stopped listening by now. And she hasn't because this is fucking gold is what this is. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. This is when we jump real quick to. Um, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Can we really quick talk yeah. about Ryan's practice swing? Yes. Where he smacks that fucker. It's incredible. It's great. The sound effect is like, is it like fucking breaks the sound barrier. The and sound then effect. it's like the whatever sound effect in Nintendo when you play. <laughs> and he has like, Good show. <laughs> it's like the fucking duck hunt sound effect. Yeah. So then fucking Oliver, not not giving Ryan a moment's fucking peace on this whole goddamn trip is like, oh, what does he say? He's like, oh, I hope you weren't doing, um, he's like visual, visual uh, therapy or something yeah, like that. Visual like visualizing my head in the place of the golf ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Lots of things. Fucking let up already. Lots Jesus. of things. TPD. Because we don't know what this guy's deal is. We know nope, that we're going to we find ha- out. Yep. But not by the end of this episode. Spoiler nope. fucking alert. <laughs> Jesus fucking. Anyway. So um, they, they golf a little bit. Yep. Right? Yep. Do we go back to. Then Summer and Seth and Anna. When are- do we. When do we. Oh, yes. Okay. So they're trundling about. They're trundling about. In their fucking outfits. Anna is wearing Jesus a. Christ. I believe the technical term is a tamashanter. <laughs> yes! It's a huge, oversized tamashanter. And it is. That is orange and red plaid. Yep. It's amazing. It looks great on her. Don't it get is me wrong. Tipped on her head in a way that you're like, girly. It's so jaunty. Yeah. Sure, it's so jaunty. Um, Sure, but it's so jaunty. Um, She's also got full-on, like, old person amazing golf pants on. Yep. Like, 
uh, fuck, Kathy, I don't remember the name of this fucking guy, but he used to golf at the same time as, um, as Tiger Woods. And he always wore the old fancy golf pants, the ones that are like almost jodhpurs, right? They're cinched at the knee, right? They're almost, they're almost like knickerbockers, but not quite. Um, anyway, these pants are fucking ridiculous. Her whole outfit is just goddamn ridiculous. There is a lot left in this episode, so we're going to have to like clip. We're fine. We're only an hour and 40 minutes into this. Only? We got plenty of time left. All right. We got plenty of fucking time left. Okay, great. Um, Summer is making Seth carry her golf bag for... Right? She's like, I think I slipped a disc. I think I threw out my bag. And Seth is like, I think I have a hernia. (laughs) And at this point, I was like, oh, God, Seth is you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, a little little bit. A little bit. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right? Summer is making him do all these things. Then she does this terrible fucking shot, and it goes wild. And she's like, oh, my God, Cohen, will you help me find my ball? Anna, you stay here. There might be poison ivy. And Seth is like, I don't want poison (laughs) Poison ivy. ivy, Right? And he goes off, and fucking Anna's like, Jesus, I guess Summer's not the only one who lost her fucking balls. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It's not necessarily a gay panic moment, but it is a gender essentialist moment. It is. It yep. is. It is. Uh, so we go back to the Luke, Ryan, Marissa, Oliver game. Yep. And Luke's like, uh, Ryan can't get the short putt in. He can't get the... <laughs> Baby short distance in. Yeah. And Oliver is negging the fuck out of him. He just relentlessly negging yeah. him. And eventually Luke is like, just kick it in. Nobody's looking. Yeah. So he kicks it in and Luke's like, hey, good shot, buddy. Good shot, my guy. <laughs> I think at this point, um, Ryan and Luke say to each other, I could kick his ass. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, what is? Yeah. Luke's like, yeah. Luke says something like, I could beat it. Like just, I could beat him down or something like that. Yeah. And Ryan's like, so could I. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's great. Yeah. Again, I could, I could not have fucking told you at the beginning of this fucking season that this was going to be the bromance. It's our OTP. Going forward. (laughs) I'm totally here for it, though. I'm totally fucking here for it, obviously. I I stand entirely. A cab, et cetera, but I would absolutely take a buddy cop of Luke (laughs) and Ryan's characters just running around beating people up. Just just running around beating up rich people. (laughs) But people who deserve it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. A cab, but sometimes people deserve to get the shit beaten out of them. Yeah, but you know, like they they don't have to be cops, you know. Yeah. They get, whatever. Anyway, um, so it's after that yeah. shot. Uh, Oliver is like, "All get- right, I guess we're done with the links. Uh, let's go back to the clubhouse." And the last person there buys the first round of what? Of right what? of what, Oliver? You're all underage. And there is sixty five pounds of beer. At the house. So then Oliver uh, and Marissa jump back into their little golf cart and they 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 take off 
And it's great because Luke and Ryan give each other this look like, whoa, we better run into the golf cart. I believe this is the first, no, this is the second appearance of Puddle of Mud. Yes. Yes, it is. The first, this is the aforementioned sick metal, sick new metal (laughs) rifts. Mary, do you remember Puddle of Mud? Because um, the first instance, I think, is when they all go to their separate cars to get in for Palm Springs. Okay. Because Oliver has effectively yes. yeah. kidnapped or yeah stolen Marissa Swayed. away from. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 and yes, it's yes. like this guitar riff of like... Nah. Yeah, oh my God. The transition is hysterical because they go into the car, yeah, and Ryan like looks at them and it's like... Bwah! Anyway. And the lyrics are so on the nose. It's like, there's someone else and you're falling away from me or something. Yeah, it's, oh my this God, is, puddle of mud. This rendition is way too Phantom of the Opera to accurately convey what the lyrics are. But Also, and this is, this is neither here nor there, uh-huh. okay? But you and Mary... Uh, especially are going to know what I'm talking about. Emily uh-huh. probably isn't listening to the show anymore. She's is not she? fucking listening. Okay. So this is for you and Mary then. Um, when Puddle of Mud was out, so I have two older sisters, yeah. right? Uh, and they were purchasing clothing as older sisters are wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my second oldest sister uh would get mud jeans, M-U-D-D. Do you Uh remember mud? Yes. Okay. Um, Puddle of mud. Not affiliated. But spelled the same. Yeah. Bad branding. Just bad branding if they don't want to be associated with jeans intended for teenage girls. Just saying. Just saying. Complete side note tangent. Do it. Like that wasn't. Yeah. The band OK Go is currently being sued by Post Serial because after OK Go, ex- I think their full band name is OK Go! Exclamation point. Okay. Fight me. If it's not, I don't care. Um, Post Serial has come out with an OK Go serial, and they've decided to sue the band OK Go. Oh, for Christ's sake. And it goes so far as... Like the it's it's individual servings of cereal where you're just supposed to pour water. Oh, over gross! Them, right? That sounds awful. The fuck is wrong with you? And also, it's, it says on the side of the prepackaging when you need to rock out. What? Post? Come post. on! No. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. No. Post, no. as in. I'm done with you. Yeah. Over. As in post-post-modern. Yeah. As in (laughs) post-Malone. Okay, but we're approaching the very most dramatic scene. Yes. Okay, so they're all in their little golf carts. They're in their little golf carts. Puddle of mud is fully... Blaring. At, like, uh, the... It's like three times louder than any of the dialogue. So much louder than everything else in the fucking fucking show. And everybody is you're like struggling to get the fucking remote control to turn it down. And they're zooming around in their little golf carts. Presumably, they can't hear the difference in the audio because (laughs) they don't seem to be affected by it. No, it's not diagenic. I'm pretty sure. They do a close up 
And they're like going back and, and like, bam, bam, bam. Uh, fucking um, Luke has grabbed one of the golf clubs from yep. the back and he's like, woo! He's like swinging it around. So then they They're start, taking quick hairpin turns. So they start playing this weird ass game of chicken. Right? When does. And here's the other thing chicken doesn't make any sense if you're just racing back to the club. It makes sense if you have teen boy hormones that need to be hormoned. <laughs> so Oliver crests over a hill and starts driving directly towards Luke and Ryan. Yep. And Luke and Ryan. That's the thing. I don't think they necessarily signed up for a game of chicken per se. It's just that Oliver decided to initiate it. Yeah, and Oliver, yes, 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 yes. And Oliver has issues. And here's, oh God, here's another thing. Okay, sorry. I know we're trying to read charitably, but Marissa is in the cart with Ryan. She, at one point, defends him. Yeah. Okay, well here, let's really quick, let's tell people what happened. So... It's a game of chicken that nobody fucking signed up for except Oliver because he's a piece of shit. Um, he forces Ryan and Luke to swerve. They kind of go down a hill and they sort of crash into, non-destructively, into like a little bush. Yep. Right? Um, and Oliver pops out of his little golf course, court, cart and is like... Hey, you guys are pretty bad at driving, huh? Yeah, and Ryan's like, fuck you, you piece of shit. I'll beat the fucking shit out of you. I think he says, come down here. Yeah. And we'll talk about what just happened. Yeah. And uh, fucking Oliver uh, is like, oh, I'm sorry. Gosh. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and Marissa's like, why are you so upset, Ryan? He was just a, he's just playing. And Luke at one point says he obviously wasn't just playing, but like also Marissa, you could tell he wasn't just playing. He drove you directly at another fucking vehicle. Like you were it, you were there. The vehicle, you were there. The vehicle that contained your boyfriend who you supposedly love. Yeah, and the other one that contained you. Yep. Your fucking ass. Yep. Ugh. She gives him so much fucking leeway and it gets so fucking oh, old so quickly. So now we're back at the Cohen stronghold. When does he have fucking dinner with Jimmy? Did we skip that scene? It hasn't come up. It hasn't come up yet? Okay. No, because Caleb arrives at the Cohen stronghold to take everybody out to dinner. Mm -hmm. And... Kiki, um, you're not dressed. Kiki is not dressed. And she's like, Dad, I'm not going not because... Not fucking going, Dad. Because we Haley... Oh no, what the fuck? Haley is doing your Dad. And we do. We all fucking know. And Caleb is pretty... To... Uh, to Kirsten's point, he's pretty astonished that like this is being presented to him as an idea that he could do for the first time well okay so she's like dad i'm not going we we both know what we both know what Haley wants right yeah and um you know he tries to defend her at first he's like yeah she wants to have dinner with her family uh and she's like dad come the fuck on like you're not that fucking stupid yeah and he's like, so what? You want me to cut her off? And, and Chris is like, yeah. And you do too. Yeah. 
and then that's sort of like unresolved, but the way he the way he looks into the middle distance, we sort of understand that this is something that he's going to start taking seriously. Uh-huh. Um so then the I'm just scrolling ahead, the lighthouse dinner doesn't come until way later. So really? don't, okay. don't fucking at me. I'm not adding don't. you. I'm not adding you. I promise I'm not adding you. Um Haley is very upset that this this paragraph could actually be connecting these two scenes again, which is a thing that we can do. It's we fine. may as well do it. Yeah, she has a confrontation with Kirsten yeah. later in the episode when she yeah. gets back from dinner. She gets back from dinner and she's like, you bitch, how could you tell him to... Kirsten is minding her own business, by the way, listener. Yeah. Uh, just reading on... She's reading in her PJs in her bed. Yep. I, the, I think the book she's reading is a biography of Martha Stewart. <laughs> it just says Martha. <laughs> and Haley bursts in and is like, thanks for fucking up my whole life, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and Kirsten, they, they do, this is the part where they have the confrontation where Haley's like, I'm trying to distance myself from both of you but also you think you have your own life but you are on daddy's tit yep yep she's not wrong she is not wrong she's like we we're both doing the same fucking game but as a person who does not have legacy wealth yes give me the uh What's the what, what's the word that I'm looking for? That's a name only. Like that's a name only. Give like give me the position that's just like nominal. You know, like put me at the head of your company, and I have to. Oh, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Honorary. Honorary chairman of the board, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like fuck off with that. Yeah. Give me the money and the security, and I don't care what I have to do. Right? Yeah. Oh, boo-hoo, I need to go to a charity dinner every now and then? Wow, wow, wow. Do I have to kill anyone or be openly racist or transphobic? <laughs> no. No? Great. Sign me up. I'll do it. I'm an architect's whatever liaison or whatever the fuck she is. Um... So Haley gets all her stuff and has another Haley temper tantrum and leaves and is like, you'll never see me again. I will go into the dark of the night and I have a cab waiting for me and I don't have any money, but I will go into the dark of the night and you will never see me again. And I'm pretty sure we'll never see her again. I mean, it's yeah. And the whole thing, I don't know. Like Kirsten didn't explicitly say leave my house. Yeah, They're yeah. both right here. Kirsten mm-hmm. was like, you're mm-hmm. being a dumbass fucking stay yep. in the guest room until yep. you can figure out your shit. Yep. And Haley's like, no, you obviously want me gone. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. But she, the last thing she says is like, you were right. You, you, I need to find my own life. And the right way to do that is to get as much distance between me and dad and you as possible. I love this. But then the last thing she says is, see you later. (laughs) So it sort of makes the whole thing kind of ring a little hollow. I mean, this is, again, this is like, 
This is like philosophy 101. This is like the sentiment that you arrive at when you were in sixth grade. <laughs> this is like, I used to pack up a grocery bag full of all of my toys and walk down the street to my neighbor's house and tell them I was running away. That's what the fuck this is. Yeah. So we don't think Haley is gone. No, fucking course not. She's not gone. No. No, her ass will be a thousand percent back at some point. So now we're jumping to the scene of Seth and Anna in the bed. And you had some interesting comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I turned out I turned out to be wrong eventually. But okay, so one of the things we learn when they I are don't packing, think you weren't necessarily all wrong. Well, one of the things we learned about when they are packing much earlier in the episode is since Seth needs a, a humidifier to sleep because he is very what he's got like dry sinuses or something like that, right? And Summer, of course, uses it as an opportunity to neg him in front of Anna. She's like, Christ, Anna, how the fuck can you like somebody who's so fucking stupid and ugly and has so many fucking problems? And Anna's like, it'll be like a tropical vacation. Um, And Seth's like, Jesus, leave me the fuck alone. Uh, Anyway, so we opened up on this scene. He is setting, he's fussing with the settings of his humidifier to get them perfect. He's wearing a bathrobe. And what the fuck is Anna wearing, Sarah? (laughs) Wow, we didn't even plan that. That just happened perfectly. Good job, us. Anna is wearing a white Mm t-shirt with a very... You can tell the lack of quality in the material of the would you call it a teddy it's not a teddy no. it's a camisole it's a camisole okay yep. thank you it's bright kind of fuchsia mm-hmm. and it's lacy mm-hmm. and in the 2004 every female identifying person <laughs> in the united states of america was legally <laughs> obligated to wear this combination. You got it from Delia's? At least once. Uh, Delia's, American Eagle. Okay. Uh, the, the Contempo Casuals. Mud probably made Mud. one of these fucking camisoles. <laughs> like. What the fuck have you? Abercrombie <laughs> and Fitch. Uh, Forever 21. Your Republic's Banana. Yes. Your American's Eagle. Yes. 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 We do not see what she's wearing on her legs because she's under the blankets the whole time. Yeah. Seth is wearing what appears to be the robe and pajamas of a literal 90-year-old man, which, again, I am 100% here for. Of possibly Tom Jones. I am fucking loving Seth's whole vibe this entire episode. I am here for it. It is my jam. Um, So, yes, okay. She's like... Sorry, uh, he's he's futzing with these things, and and Anna's like, Cohen, come on, we're here finally alone. We've got our own bed. I'm here. She's like very much, you know, leading, and he's like, you're right. And he's like, the bed is even. Um, what did he say? It's like it's a posturepedic. It's great for my lower back. And he's like. He's like bouncing around on it very and silly. The stuff in the pillows is hypoallergenic. Yeah. He's being very goofy. Yeah. And it was we paused at one point so that you could take some notes. 
And I thought that she was, she's alluding to like, let's have some private smoochy time. Yeah. Potentially more than just smoochy because again, they have their own bedroom. They're sharing a bed, which is a big fucking deal for high schoolers. Uh-huh. Right? She's got her little cami on, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought. I, I, I want to back way, 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 way. Back it, back it, the fuck back up. it, back it, back it up. You fine ass woman. How? Back this conversation up. How would your parents have reacted if you were like, oh, additionally, my girlfriend, who I have not had sex with yet, but I am going to share a bed with her in Palm Springs. Yes, no, that is no. not a thing that would have happened. That is a no-go. No. That is a no-fly. No, 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 no. No-fly zone. That is a no-fly zone. Nobody gets to buzz the tower. They, <laughs> that, uh, um. All those vectors are full. To, to, nice. Uh, to quote... Uh, that one guy, no flex zone, <laughs> no flex zone. They, they know, know better. better. <laughs> that's Ray Sremrud. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I still think that's the dumbest fucking name. Okay, hopping forward. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, is, hopping forward again. Seth is... Uh, vamping about right he's like kicking around he's like hopping to and fro he's being very silly yep and when we paused he was on his back like kicking his legs in the air and i was like oh my gosh seth is a little nervous about having sex for the first time because obviously he's a virgin and you know everybody is a little nervous about their first time i think it's totally natural yeah um Sadly, that is not what was happening, because the second you unpaused, he gets into sort of like a cuddling up with with Anna posture. That isn't as... I, I question why you jumped to that conclusion. Well, because then Summer busts in, okay. and that's the punchline. And she's like, hi, friends! Can I hang out with you? And she third wheels herself the way that she that she wants to the entire episode. Okay, but couldn't both things be true? I don't think the writers are smart enough to do both of those things. No. No, I don't think so. Could Adam Brody have been bringing that to the scene? No. Okay. (laughs) 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 Shit. Anyway, so she jumps in. She's, oh God, this whole thing is just so disingenuous. And again, everyone in this episode is... So stupid. Yeah. Marissa's so fucking stupid that she can't see Oliver's obvious ploys. But additionally, fucking Seth and Anna are so stupid that they cannot see that Summer is obviously doing this in bad faith and does not actually want to be their friends and just wants to ruin their time. Because they're like, hey, Summer, we were kind of thinking of going to bed. And she's I- like, no, I see you're only my friends, but it's convenient for you. Do what, not, do you have something to say? Do not give her Miss Piggy voice. Do, what were you going to say? What, what are you going to say in defense of Summer? I was going to say maybe they do know, but they still feel a misplaced sense of guilt. I suppose. So, anyway, she and literally just, jumps. No, they're, they're, oh, they're stupid because they think this is something that they have to put up with and they don't know they how to draw their not. own boundaries. Yeah, no, healthy boundaries, everybody. They're yeah. important and you should have them. You should. So she jumps onto the fucking bed in between them and uh, she turns on the TV. And whose abs does she talk about? Julio Iglesias. She's like, oh, that Julio Iglesias. He's got those 
abdominals. Um, she's like, oh yeah, she's like, Anna, don't you just love his, don't you just love a man with abs? <laughs> she specifically reaches over and pats fucking Seth on the stomach and she's like, I guess not. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, Summer, laying it on a little thick, aren't we? Yeah. So this eventually turns into um, Seth and Anna still continuing to have conversations about whatever is on the television. And later in the scene, Summer is like relegated to the front of the bed like a dog Mm -hmm. kind of. Right. Yeah. Seth and Anna are having a great time. Every time Summer changes the channel, they're riffing about whatever it is that's on TV. They're enjoying themselves. Summer is seeing that she's not ruining their night. So she's like, I'm going to bed. But then she can't just leave. She needs to do a little bit of like weird mental cock blocking, which works for some reason. She's like, God, you guys are so funny. You're just, you're riffing. And it's it's like like your your brother brother and sister. sister. Yup, you're just like brother and sister. Bye. And somehow... That puts like a mental block on Seth and Anna who are like, oh, God, now that I'm thinking about us being brother and sister, I don't want to fuck. Also, I want to point out that Anna goes to sleep in full eye makeup here, which is a really bad habit to instill when you're that young. Yes, full eye makeup and heavy hairspray. Yeah. Very hairspray. I mean, you can't really do much about the hairspray when you go to bed unless you take a full on shower, but at least fucking take some eye wipes. Yeah, right. Do something about your full ass face of goddamn makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking pink eyeshadow glitter all over that fucking pillow. Because the people who own this house in Palm Springs which is clearly not Oliver's parents' house, will ding you for the cost. I am very curious to eventually learn what his whole fucking deal is. I'm sad that I don't get to fucking learn it in this goddamn episode because I'm sick to fucking shit of it. I think we know what his deal is. I think his deal is what it is on its face right now. He's manipulative and awful and we're never going to see any other side of him. Oh, uh, spoilers. No, I mean like, whatever. Okay, well, stop spoiling. Yep. So anyway. On continue. Da-da-da. Ryan is cleaning up the dishes from dinner. Right, and fucking Oliver comes in and he's like, you don't have to do that. And turns off the water. <sighs> then Ryan turns on the water. It's also fucking petty. Yeah. And Oliver's like, well, at least let me help then. Marissa is absent from the scene because she is getting changed for the hot tubbing, mm-hmm. which basically is altering Oliver's mental state to a point that's not advisable. So, okay. Oliver and Ryan are washing the dishes and they are conversing. And what happens here? Because obviously what's-his-name explodes. Ryan says, the next time you want to plan a weekend alone with Marissa, with, with my, my girlfriend, girlfriend, to let me know so I can just stay home. Yeah. And I genuinely don't know what to make of this scene. Yeah. Oliver breaks a plate and starts hitting himself in the head and starts saying shit like, I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid. It... Fe- it, it, it I get what the character is doing, but I don't understand 
what the show is trying to say about mental health. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Because we're pairing this character with Marissa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's spiritually, who has genuinely been struggling. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Are they saying that, like, it's manipulation? Are they... What yeah, are they- I, think, I think teenagers are at least... Okay, this is what I think the television show is saying. Mm-hmm. I think the television show is saying... Maybe not in so many words that teenagers are hell of easy to emotionally manipulate. Yeah. Uh, they're not super bright. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of adults, if they were faced with what happens, which is Oliver breaks a plate, um, hits himself on the head a bunch saying, I'm, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Every time this happens, um, the second I get to know somebody, uh, they just all hate my guts. Right. And then he flees the scene. Um, An adult would. um, Oh, God, maybe I'm giving adults too much. I don't even I don't think you can. I don't think that you can divide this into adults versus teens. No, I don't think you can put this into age groups. I think it's experience with the world. Mm -hmm. Really, Mm -hmm. that gives you the ability to detect somebody who's doing this for manipulation mm-hmm. versus someone who's doing this because they genuinely mm-hmm. are, are have, struggling are struggling. Yeah. Like age doesn't make you mature. No, you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. So, okay. Oliver runs away. Ryan's like, the fuck just happened? He runs away because he's like, I'm going to go get things for breakfast tomorrow. I'm going to, I'll see you guys later. And yeah. Marissa comes in and she's like, what the fuck happened? What did you? And of course, Marissa immediately in bad faith assumes that Ryan did something. No, she goes in while he is in the middle of his little episode. And mm-hmm. she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. And he's like, nothing. I'm going to go get food. Yep. And then she's immediately like, what the fuck did you do, Ryan? Yeah. What did you do to my poor, innocent Oliver? Yep. And the rest of us are like, God, you stupid fucking bitch. Yep. <laughs> so now, at long last, we're at the Newport, the the lighthouse dinner. We're at the lighthouse! With Sandy. The boys! And Jimny. The boys! Sam Nimdy and Jim Nimdy. <laughs> and Jimmy's like... Okay, I have a couple specific notes about this scene. Go for it. Um, there, uh, Jimmy is just essentially bemoaning the fact that he cannot get a job and he's gonna have to leave Newport. Uh, despite I don't know what that means for his custody of. Oh yeah, and uh, can I interject super quick? Go ahead. Um, in a conversation before, um, before he left, uh, with Kirsten, um. Sandy was like, I'm not looking forward to this dinner because Jimmy was right. He can't get a job anywhere. I tried to get him work at my place. They won't touch him with a 10 foot pole. He is going to have to go somewhere new and start fresh. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. We're back at the lighthouse. So they've had several, several of martinis, which is my favorite kind of, you know, plane of existence. Yep. The several of martinis existence. Yep. Yep. And uh, Jimmy is sad about having to leave and Mm -hmm. he's talking about 
how the best time of his life was when he was a manager at this very restaurant that they are currently eating in. He's talking about like he's got a brother in is it Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Yep. He can go there and he can try and yeah start over. Yep. Um. A drunk Sandy at one point says, "I'm so sad that this restaurant is closing." John Wayne and Gary Cooper came and ate here, and like, how does that legitimize a restaurant? <laughs> is Sandy Cooper into toxic masculinity and also performative erasure of Native Americans? Um, you know, he's of a certain generation, so probably, <laughs> you know. Probably. Sandy, I wanted better for you. <laughs> right, yeah, but he's like, hey, this place has got character. You know, all it would take is uh, some spackle, uh, some new new, uh, some new paint. Oh, what does he bring say? Back like, happy bring hour. back the happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big real moneymaker again. So they decide to two to three martinis in uh go into business together by purchasing the lighthouse, which apparently you can do by walking over to the waitress <laughs> who is on duty and going, Hey, Erica! Or whatever. Two more martinis! Two, yep. Yeah. And I have in my notes at this point, Jimmy says, This sounds more fun than taking my daughters to Phoenix. And this is canonical proof that Caitlin still exists. Ah, yes. Okay. She is alive. Somewhere. <laughs> fucking somewhere. She's in the first part of the training montage of fucking uh, Kill Bill. Is there a training montage in Kill Bill? Is she like in the mountains or something? Know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know either. More fun than moving to Phoenix with my kids is the exact line. Okay. Kay. So... It's is he just assuming that Julie wouldn't even try to get custody? That she'd be like, I don't like these bitches anyway. <laughs> Fine, good, yeah, take them. I don't give a shit. Obstacles exist when they need to exist in this show, Evan. That's true, and only then. But also, drunk brain doesn't think of, you know, no, that's like true. That. That's true. That's true. That's true. They're just like, let's have a restaurant. It'll be great. Okay, so now Where do we're, we go from there. We're back in Palm Springs. It's been two hours since Oliver left. Yep. And Marissa is freaking out. Yep. And she's like, it's been two hours since Oliver left. I don't understand. <laughs> so we get some exposition there. And finally, her phone rings, and it's Oliver. And he has, I'm putting a bunch of finger quotes here. Yeah, so many finger he quotes. Has gone back to Newport and taken a bunch of pills. Yep. And he's doing this thing. He's on the couch. He's laying on the couch. He's like, oh, I just... The angle is of the camera is really fascinating to me. Yeah, he's like, I drove back to Newport and I took a bunch of pills. <laughs> and the... the, the, the in, they're... Many several inconsistencies in this scene. Yes, Logi like logical. Yes, because Ryan's like, you should call an ambulance. Well, okay, that happens much later when they actually arrive. No, but he also says you should call an ambulance, and he's like, no, I don't want to call an ambulance, but I would like it if you drove here to be with me, Marissa Cooper. Yep, and. Uh, they know where he lives. Mm -hmm. They know that he is 
why wouldn't they just call, call an ambulance? They, everybody has they're stupid. Because they're stupid. <laughs> they're stupid teenagers. That's and, why. And this plot needs to move. So. Yeah, right. And we know we can see it coming a mile fucking away. Yeah. He's like, I just, I think I can, I think I can go to the bathroom and get, and, and get him out of my system. But I just don't want to be alone. Yeah. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. So these dumb bitches drive back. She's like, we're on our way there right now. Yeah. Yeah. These dumb bitches. Oh my God. And she's like, Marissa's a real wreck at this point. Yep. She's like trying to call him. He's not picking up. They're in the car. Ryan's like, you just spoke with him. Like I have done this call before. Like Mm -hmm. you have the phone in your hand Mm -hmm. to hang up the phone. You immediately hit redial. Mm -hmm. You're just calling and calling and calling and calling. And they're in the car trying to reach him frantically, and then they pan to the Four Seasons. They which cut is back to him. The return of Tom Jones. Yep. It's not unusual. He is dancing around to It's Not Unusual and very theatrically pulling out... He's drinking a drink of some kind, like whiskey or yeah, rum or bourbon or something. I'm going to assume In a tumbler. Like, yeah. Like whiskey. Yeah. It's like a man's drink. Right. I'm putting finger quotes yeah up. um they're very uh, obviously red pills and blue pills mm-hmm. i don't know if this predates the matrix so we're not <laughs> gonna fucking look that up no that is not gonna be the evan googles no um but he's just having a grand old time because he's like, I win. Yeah. I win the girl. Yeah. I throw the pills. Yeah. And blah, blah, so blah. So what he does, readers, is he's taking all of this, all these medicines out of their prescription bottles and he's stacking them on the table um, to make it appear as though he has taken them all. And he ends up scooping them into what the fuck does it? What is that? What would you call that? <laughs> I thought it was an urn. Okay, it's like a clock or an urn clock or a urn candy clock. dish. A fucking a weird thing. Urn clock candy dish. It's like a Fabergé urn clock candy dish <laughs> that he that he he scoops all of these pills into to get Possibly rid of the evidence. Also a teapot. <laughs> it's a very multifunctional and confusing thing. If you built it in Animal Crossing, it wouldn't do anything, but that's because nothing in Animal Crossing does anything. Oh, this website says it's a jewelry box. Okay, thank God. Why would a jewelry box exist in a Four Seasons? Dude, who fucking knows? It doesn't matter. He scoops them into a jewelry box to get rid of the evidence, to make it appear as though he has swallowed all of these pills. Uh And he's just having a great old time. So we, the viewer, are seeing that there is an inconsistency between what he has told Marissa and what the actual facts are. Because after he got off the phone with Marissa, he was like, I want to go make myself throw up because I don't want to go to the hospital. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that I can get all the pills out of my system. I think I can get them out of my system. Don't even worry. I don't want to be alone. This piece. This fucking... Oh, my God. So... This is when we switch back to Sandy. I have known some messy people like this, by the way. I have known some messy people like this. Sorry, but go back to Sandy. But this is getting to my point. Life experience is the only thing That's that true. That's true. makes yep. you able to yep. suss yep. out yep. Yep. the yep. fact yep. that these people are messy. Yep. And awful. Yep. So, okay. One inebriated Sandy Cohen... Sandro Martini S- Cohenista. S- Sandy Inebriere. <laughs> Entree Le Sweet. 
And Kirsten is still awake and she's still reading the biography of Martha Stewart. <laughs> and he's like sneaking in like a fucking. <laughs> like he thinks Warner she's already Brother. asleep. He's a Warner Brothers cartoon. He is. And he gets to like a drawer or a set of desk drawers and he practically apologizes to them for bumping into them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh my god. It's and, all very silly. And it's it's a nice bit of levity and Kirsten's like, "Hi." Yeah. "Have you been drinking?" and he's like, "Yeah, he honey, they can't see what you're he doing." He does the little bit. He does her. the motion of little bit. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, "Guess what? I am going to have a restaurant with right. Jimmy." He's Cooper. like, "I think I I think I'm going into business with Jimmy Cooper." And she's like, what the fuck? But she's more excited. She's more excited. In this, we have been talking about this episode for 65 hours. <laughs> but there is a larger conversation to be had about male friendship. Mm-hmm. And how it is, it's hard for adults to make friends with each other, but mm-hmm. it is especially mm-hmm. hard, I think, for men mm-hmm. to find Friends. Well, and he even says it. Yeah. He even says something along the lines of like, I don't want to lose the only friend I just made in Newport. I don't got any real friends in Newport. Yeah. I don't want to lose the one friend I done made. Yep. And then he immediately falls asleep because Kirsten is petting his hair. Yeah. And that's like the universal symbol for go to bed. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. It's the sundown. And here's the thing, like... She so she asks, "What about whatever the name of the law firm is?" He's like, "They will have my body, but this restaurant is gonna have my soul." Yeah, but it's great. He's like, "They'll have my body, so will you." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just in case we forgot that his dick was the circumference <laughs> of a wheel of brie. <laughs> Yeah, so he's actually, like, excited about this. And it might just be because he's drunk. Yep. And she even alludes to that. She's like, ah, drunk Sandy is going into business. And he's like, no, I think this is going to be good. Uh, Yeah, and then he passes out. (laughs) And she's like, oh, my little baby. Yep. My little sleepy boy. Yep. So Luke drives everyone else home from Palm Springs and... Uh, Anna and Seth are asleep in the back seat, and I'm a little surprised that uh, Summer let them sit in the back seat together. Right? Yeah, I'm shocked that she didn't fucking like put a goddamn I don't know shock collar on like fucking chastity <laughs> cage. <laughs> yeah. So, but she honks the horn to wake them up. Because they're very cute, because they're nuzzled in right. on each other's shoulders and whatever. They're snuggly up together. Yep. And Summer's like, fuck off, and whatever. They go out, they leave, they're like, mm-hmm. good night, everybody, this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does Luke say? The next di- guy to date you is going to be awfully lucky, because you're pretty hot. Yeah, but he's and like, you're looking like, pretty hot these days, Summer. Yeah. And she's like, hey, thanks. And there's a beat, and he keeps staring at her. And he's like, no, but you've been looking really good. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, she's like, ew. <laughs> she's like, ew, sorry, Luke, you're cute, but no. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm proud of you, Summer. I'm proud of you. 
in this one tiny <laughs> minuscule aspect. In this middling way. This tiny yeah. little corner. You've Oh god, this poor character. This character, more I think than almost any other character in this show, exists only to be a narrative tool for whatever they need it to be at any given moment. Yeah. I don't know. Like, sometimes I think they're actually developing a character here, and sometimes I think, you know, oh, she's Kirsten's friend when she needs to be Kirsten's friend. She's into Seth Cohen when she needs to be into Seth Cohen. Yeah. She hates Seth Cohen when she needs to hate Seth Cohen. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, her one defining characteristic is she likes money. (laughs) Yes. I mean, so does everybody. So what happens after that scene in the car? This is when we're, we go back to the Four Seasons. Yes. And they are banging. They're banging on the door. They're banging on the door. Oliver! Marissa Oliver! is like in tears. Yeah, she's like, yeah, weeping. Um, Ryan is a good boyfriend. Is like, I'll go get security. And the second he says that and turns his body away yeah. is when the door opens and Oliver is like, hi guys. Right, his hair is wet and slicked back. He's wearing only a bathrobe. And the audience is like, what the fuck? He again refuses medical attention because he's like, they will call my parents and they will put me on suicide watch. And like, no, like, and you're right. And even if that were true, good. (laughs) You swallow a shit ton of pills, you Uh idiot. But they would take a toxicology and they would be like, Baby you girl. didn't swallow shit. Yeah. No. So obviously he doesn't want to go to the hospital because he ain't got shit in his There's system. There's some orange blah, juice blah, blah. in your system, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Marissa agrees to stay the night with him because Marissa is the most gullible. She's like, I can't leave him alone. What if he tries child. to do it again? Yep. Ryan's like... Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Ryan is doing a little snooping because our boy Ryan smells shit when he smells it. Yep. You know what I mean. Yep. Uh, He can smell bullshit is what I'm saying. Yep. He finds an empty pill bottle. Marissa gets like angry for some reason when she sees him pick up the empty pill bottle. She's like, the fuck are you doing? Yep. And he's like, we don't even know if he actually took them. Yeah. And she's like, of course he fucking did then. I'm his friend. She's my friend. It's just exhausting. She's being exhausting. I'm so sick and tired of this whole fucking B plot. It needs to be gone away. It's the A plot, sweetie. Yeah. No, you're right. It is the A plot. And I'm sick of it. Yeah. A stands for asinine. Yep. Exhausting. So (laughs) we close the episode on Ryan closing the door of the Four Seasons Suite and Puddle of Mud (laughs) going, what? Again. (laughs) And that's it. Fucking credits. And at this point, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How many more fucking episodes of this stupid fucking character do we need to draw? Okay. If Rachel was your one beat character that you were sick to death of, Uh Oliver is my one beat character that I'm sick to death of. I'm so sick. I don't know how they've crammed so many plot devices into only 16 episodes of this fucking season so far. It's insane. It's but yes, what they do, baby. Credits. Fucking credits. credits. Fucking credits. What a goddamn ride. <laughs> what a roller coaster this whole fucking episode was. 
<clears throat> really, at this point, if I was any of these characters, I would not go to anything Oliver invited me to anymore. Yeah. Because some bullshit always fucking happens. Yeah. Like, honestly, like it sounds like it's going to be cool. Oh, we're going to go get Thai food. Oh, we're going to go see Rooney. Oh, we're going to go to this fucking thing. But then bullshit always fucking happens. Yeah. And, you know, access and privilege aren't worth it if it always comes packaged with bullshit. Just saying. So here's the question. Yes. And this is maybe a loaded question. Load it up. That you are Cock not capable of answering. Load it. Load it in my eager mouth. So. Lo- hot, shoot a hot oh loaded question. God. A hot, sticky load id question. Kathy, I'm so sorry. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Placing yourself back in time to how old you were in 2004. 24. If you saw... Well, 23 for most of it. If you saw this episode, what would you have thought about just generally mental health? Do you know what I mean? Like... (sighs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, like my understanding of... They're positioning yeah. all... I, I'm not trying to feed an answer to you, but no, they're positioning Oliver as... Feed a, me a hot load, Sarah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm tired, okay? It's almost like they're mocking mental health disorders a little bit. I'm going to push back. Okay. I'm going to push back. Okay. I think, uh, I think they're actually treating... Um, Addiction and substance abuse and depression. I think they're actually treating it um, seriously with regards to Marissa and her journey with it. Yeah. Because she, uh, they're talking about the stigma associated with things like therapy, right? Um, But she's going to therapy. Therapy is helping, right? In her case. Uh, I don't necessarily think that they're, trying to make any larger social commentary with Oliver. I think he just as a character is using the language of therapy, the access that therapy gives him to people like Marissa who are vulnerable because of their experience and because of their substance abuse history. That's my answer. Okay. I don't think that the writers are saying anything larger than, uh, there's a stigma around it. Um, Marissa is going to therapy for substance abuse. Um, Oliver is using it as a manipulative way to get access to people who are vulnerable. Okay, but also, neither Warnerverse, Warnerverse, neither neither Warner Brothers, neither Warner Brothers <laughs> are trained mental health professionals. So Correct. asterisk, asterisk, Correct. asterisk. Correct. Yep. Take asterisk. with a lot of grains of salt. Asterisk, asterisk. But is oh, not. Oh, a bunch of asterisks actually look kind of like grains of salt. Yes. Is not Oliver expressing some traits of borderline? Sure. Yeah. Borderline or narcissistic personality disorder. For sure. Yeah. I mean, he could have a personality disorder. I. They haven't said it out loud. 
Do you? And unless they do, then they're not making a commentary. And I also don't think that they could have explored this in a meaningful way. No, on not in network 2004. television in 2004. No, 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 no. We're just now starting to like, you know, the conversation about mental health and about specifically, you know, um, disordered personalities and the fact that whether or not these people are sometimes difficult, these God, even saying these people is a little weird. Um, you know, people who um, express these sort of disordered personalities. Um, and it, it, what, even that phraseology is problematic, perhaps, you know, yeah. like they're human beings, they're worthy of respect, they're worthy of care, they're worthy of, you know, sympathy and empathy and privacy um, and all of that um, with the additional understanding that uh, living and dealing uh, with them professionally, personally, romantically can be very challenging, yeah. right? For both people, uh, for all people involved, it's challenging for, you know, the narcissists and the, you know, the borderline people. And it's also challenging for the people in their lives. Um, that conversation is being had now. Um, and 2004, it was not being had. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're just now starting to take a step and say, maybe calling people sociopaths, you know, in a derogatory, pejorative way is not fair because sociopathy is a real thing and it doesn't make you a monster, you know? I do also think that knowing what I know about the way, like, the kids and the TikTok and the whatever mm -hmm. romanticize personalities and individuals that absolutely should not be. I think, I think there was a certain population at the time that was like, Oliver was just really intense and he just really liked Marissa. And oh, was, for God's sake, really? You know? Yeah. Sure. Fine. Yes. Like, I think that this, this arc, this character did a lot to like normalize that. Really? A little bit. Are you saying that there were honest Oliver stands at the time? I feel like there must have been, yeah. Interesting. There are Jer there are Jeffrey Dahmer stands, Evan. Wow, that you just cranked that up to a hundred in immediate like in, in quick fashion, didn't yeah. you? But I'm saying without like It's not, the OC does not stand for the Oliver C. <laughs> At this point, it probably does. But, like, without treating that type of personality and without that treating that storyline with more care uh -huh. than existed, mm -hmm. it kind of feeds it. It's the Lloyd Dobler of it all, you know? Like, Remind me what I don't. Sorry, Lloyd Dobler say anything. He was the guy who held the. Oh, okay, the, yeah, the boombox boom above his head. Sure, I except I haven't seen that movie in decades. You absolutely saw it with me. Yeah, but we've been together for thirteen years, so okay, it could have been ten years ago. <laughs> I'm just saying mathematically, <laughs> it could have been a decade. Okay, fine. But okay, plural decades, no. You're right. I apologize for misspeaking and misrepresenting how, how frequently I've seen say anything. It's fine. It's fine. That's not even the point. The point is there's a segment of the population that thinks this is just romantic. Sure. 
like this focus of intensity mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is just mm-hmm, romantic mm-hmm. and uh, without like t- treating that person as a whole person mm-hmm. instead of just being like this shit is awful and now he's gonna do another awful thing and now he's gonna oh my god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of hand gestures because yep. I don't know how to conclude this reader but- there's a lot of hand gestures happening <laughs> It's, 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 it's furthering that myth. Which myth? That super intense intention, mm-hmm. attention, mm-hmm. is really romantic and you should pay attention to it. And Marissa is at this point in her story playing into that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if she's playing into the attention aspect or if this is how I'm reading, honestly, this is how I'm reading all of Marissa's reactions and actions in this episode in particular. I'm reading all of them as Marissa has always been the person who, or at least recently in her life, has been the person that needed help. Yeah. That needed care for, that needed assistance. Oh, that's a really interesting point. Right? Yeah. And now suddenly... She's in a better place. She's in a better place with her parents. She's in a better place because she's in therapy. She's in a better place with her boyfriend. So now she sees an opportunity where someone else needs needs help. Yeah. Someone else needs assistance. And the attention can finally be taken off of her for at least a brief moment of time. And she, she gets to be the person that is knocking on the door and going, are you okay? I can save you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how I'm reading all of her, her whole vibe, her whole deal this episode. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And she's also stupid, but at (laughs) least, you know, her intentions are good and her intentions are consistent with her character and her recent experience. Okay. Episode hero. Fuck. Okay. Oh, episode hero. You know, it's just because it's such a limited cast, I think I have to go with Sandy. You know, I just, ah, fuck, maybe, no, maybe I'm thinking about it too little. Here, do you have somebody off the top of your head? Luke. Holy shit. Explique. Luke brought the beer. Because he brought all the beer. Luke is... Ryder Punch <laughs> for Ryan. His New Year's resolution is he's trying to punch people less, yeah. though, remember? Yeah. Hey, so far he's doing a real good job. Yeah. I wish maybe he wasn't because I want someone desperately to punch Oliver. <laughs> Luke is your hero. No, that's actually a really good one. That's actually a really good one. Yeah. He, do- he drives people around when they need to be driven, he brings all the beer. He respected boundaries with Summer when Summer said ew. Yep, he totally did. He respected the ew. Yeah. He respected the ew. Yeah. That's important. It's important. That's important. <laughs> right? He was there for Ryan, again, in a turn of character that I could never have foreseen a few episodes ago. <laughs> Good God. Do you remember Tijuana? Do you I remember do. TJ, Sarah? I do. Where he was dancing up on Missy or whatever the fuck her name was? We've come so far. Tawanda. We've, we've come so far. <laughs> anyway. God, yeah, no, that's like, 
Ooh, that is tempting. I it's tempting for me to just jump all over your hero of the episode and just everyone else is him. kind of just a shit in this episode. Sandy's great. Sandy's great. Sandy's great all around, but yeah, maybe he just doesn't do enough to be a hero. Yeah. I don't know, man. Sandy doesn't parent well enough to be the hero. Maybe Kirsten is my hero because yep. she because okay, Kirsten and I think I think mine is a tie. I'm gonna borrow yours and say Luke, but also Kirsten. All right. I just want to recognize Kirsten's good deeds in this episode. Um, she does the tough love of convincing Caleb to not just capitulate to every one of Haley's demands for money, and maybe push her in the direction of actually living a life, you know, of some of some substance. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but also, but also, I'm going to backtrack that a little bit and say it's no one's fucking business if Haley wants to literally spend her entire life getting high in Thailand. Like, yeah. it's literally no one's business. If she can get that to happen, she should be able to. Um, but at least from Kirsten's motivation, she thinks she's doing the right thing to give Haley a chance at a life that has a little bit more substance to it. Um she talks with her dad, you know, she's never easy. She's very honest with her dad, you know, uh, when Caleb says, you know, I love both of my daughters equally. And Kirsten's like, we both know that's not true. <laughs> oh, uh, Kirsten is um, is welcoming and kind to Julie, despite their history and surprisingly supportive of what is a, a admittedly batshit idea on the part of one Sandry Anthony Cohen. So I think Kirsten showed some real character in this episode. So yeah, mine is a, is a, it's a tie between Luke and Kirsten. Does Kirsten make sense for you at least? Yes. Have I defended it enough? Yes. My, my, my uh, hypothesis. Yes. Okay, good. Villain, you start. Is it just fucking, is it just rote at this point to say Oliver? He's the villain. He's obviously the villain of this storyline, but is he the villain of this episode? Yeah, he's the fucking villain. Do you like how I was like, what's yours? It's Oliver. <laughs> what's your villain is why is it Oliver? <laughs> this is basically the question I fucking asked you. I know that we spent a lot of time doing some calisthenics and some yoga positions for Marissa. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say Marissa. Is the villain? Yeah. Is it just because she's so enamored? She has blindsided. put all of them uh -huh. in this position. That's very she, true. Yes. At every point yes. in yes. this episode, she had a choice. Yeah. She had a choice to like yeah. call an authority, call yeah. a parental figure. Yeah. Not go to the hotel room. She has not no, drag Summer along. Not drag Summer along. Yeah. Not put. Oh my God, Sarah, I didn't even think about this. Not drag Summer along knowing full well her entire intent of going was to ruin Seth and Anna's time. Yeah. I didn't even consider that how incredibly selfish of Marissa to not just drag Summer along to couples therapy, basically, yeah. where she is not coupled, but then also drag her along knowing full well she was going to fuck up two other people's experience. Yep. Yeah, fucking Marissa sucks in this episode. Yeah. 
Like, you can be all of the things that we said about Marissa and also recognize when you were not the person who was qualified to fix this person. Yeah. Yes. Yes, in right, the, yeah, because in what the literal, did... Yeah. In the literal, like, sense where she thinks that he is trying to to yeah. complete suicide. Yeah. What is the what is the thing that helped her? The intervention of adults. Yeah. That's the thing that helped her. Yeah. The fucking flight for life helicopter that they called because the children knew they could not save her life. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Oliver is the obvious villain of this arc. Yeah. Right? Of this, what would you call this? This storyline, this miniature storyline. This epic. Yeah, of this. What's it called when it's a series of comics that cover just one storyline? Is it just an arc? Is it a... Sure. The, yeah, whatever. He's the villain of this arc. She's the villain of this episode. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, no, absolutely perfect. I agree 100%. You, got, you nailed that one. You fucking nailed it. Thanks. Um... Any other talking points? Things that we want to discuss? Uh, themes of this episode? I think that we have covered everything. We've covered basically everything. Okay. And you are yawning, and we both have to go listen to Puddle of Mud. <laughs> Before we go to bed? This, I will say this. I've been kind of like, you know, recapping my general thoughts and um, my ambitions for upcoming episodes that we're watching. Ambitions? Whatever, you know what I mean. Um, good fucking God, Are am I sick of this fucking character? No, my ambition is for Oliver to <laughs> to fall off a cliff <laughs> and for us not even to see it, but for Marissa to get a phone call <laughs> and for it to all be ADR. Oliver fell off a cliff and died. <laughs> I don't care about fucking any of this paying off in the end. Sweetheart, you know... They're not going to conclude deep in your bones. Now, here's the thing. But no, here's the thing. They used to conclude shit super fucking fast. They used to be like, here's a storyline. Oh, They're it's concluded in the next episode. Ideas. <laughs> They're in the first season. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They used to conclude shit so efficiently. They'd be like, here's a thing. Oh, it's concluded next episode. Here's the thing. Oh, it's concluded next episode. Here's the thing. Oh, it's concluded in the same episode. They used to be so good at this shit. Now they're fucking dragging it out. I'm goddamn sick of it. Oh, if this fucker goes all the way to the end of this fucking season, so goddamn help me. I'm not going to be a very happy camper. Nope, 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 nope. Not a happy camper. I guess we're just going to have to see what happens. I guess we're just going to have to see. <laughs> California, Sarah. California, heaven. You just listened to Orange You Glad We Watched the OC, the show about watching and talking about the OC. Recorded in Guest Bedroom Studios. Hosted by Sarah and Evan. Original concept and discussion questions by Sarah. Audio recording and engineering and editing by Evan. Please give this podcast as many stars or thumbs up as the platform you're listening to it on will allow you to give us. Copyright 2023.